Welcome to a jam-packed episode of Spread and Bread, brought to you by The Unintentional. You guys know the drill. John and I recap week three. Before covering week four, we got some scorching hot picks, as always, for your parlays for the weekend. We talk a little tiger, and then some basketball coaching news that is likely to shock the sports world. And now, The Unintentional presents Spread and Bread. As always, John. Good spread, evening. Spread and bread, week four. Hello. At some point, we'll stop saying week four. Spread and, and bread. Spread and bread. Big brother uh, season finale on in the other room. Not interested. Oh, it's such a good show. Yeah. I no, love it. I watched the first 15, 20 minutes. Uh, yeah, I'll watch it later. Uh, all right. Social media time. We're now on Google Podcasts, as well as Apple Podcasts, and we are also on Stitcher. Oh, Stitcher. Yes, I did nice. Stitcher. Uh, our friend John Kashuda asked for Spotify. He says he listens to his podcast on Spotify. Spotify does not have a capability to do it with SoundCloud. So, and, and we're on SoundCloud. So you have to have a podcasting host. So anyway, I apologize. I'll say this. I apologize for the, we had some podcast issues last Friday morning where Apple wasn't, where it wasn't playing. It was like locked. Remember you had a problem. I had a problem. Yep. So you have to get a podcast host. A website to host your podcast. So I was using SoundCloud and then I was going to switch it because I found one that was a little bit cheaper because I have to pay for it because mm-hmm. I have to have unlimited, um, unlimited time to upload. Well, one file, the logo was, was fine for Apple and fine for SoundCloud, but it wasn't fine for this new one. And then it didn't register with Apple. So I'm like, screw it. I got to go back to SoundCloud. And then Apple had everything screwed up because it was, I, whatever. So I apologize. That's why I was all screwed up Friday morning. We got it fixed Friday afternoon at some point. Thank goodness. Yes. Also, apologize. I noticed I said that I said the f word a lot last week. Yeah, you did. Yeah. So I'll I'll do my best. It's I mean it's expected. People who know me expect that. But I apologize. We'll try to keep it clean. I do know uh, some kids kids do listen to this. I know my my children. Well, Jameson hates. He's like, why can't we watch Big Brother now? I go, or I'm like, well, Colin's coming over to do the podcast. Like, you're so stupid. (laughs) Very respectful. Uh, but Caden like Snapchats it out. Like he tells all of his friends that that uh, the podcast is up. Oh, so that's cool. Great. So yeah. So uh, subscribe to us: Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Stitcher. If again, if there's anything else, if you have my phone number, text me. Otherwise, tweet at us, send us an email. I think we have all the bases covered at this. point. I think point. we do too. And if we don't really, I mean, just you can use one of those options. Yes. So uh, that's all I have before we get to the uh, the choice of wine. It's John's choice tonight for the wine. My choice tonight. Uh, switching away from the reds this time, going towards more of the whites. So we are drinking a Pennywise 2012 Chardonnay from California. Uh, chilled in my freezer for a while, so it should be lovely. Nice. have to use your piece of crap or as a Swede say, piece of heat bottle opener. Is that here. a crappy bottle opener? Yeah. This is, for as much wine as you drink, you're wearing the hitch. Okay, well, I, of this to be thing. fair, I bought that like six years ago, five years ago. I said to John as I saw this bottle, I'm like, Pennywise, great. And it make me have nightmares about clowns tonight. Hopefully, dragging you in a gutter. You ever, okay. Did you ever see the movie or no? No. It's good. No, I don't want to see it. I took like four what? seventh graders to it last year. <laughs> Whenever oh, it came out, it took Kate and a couple of his friends. Let's see how it's it a good movie. 
that sounds like a good one. Here's the problem. Well, not a problem. It, wh whites go down quicker than reds. Well, that's, you have to enjoy it. You I should have bought breathe. two bottles. That was a suggestion, by the way, by someone. One. That we should have two bottles. Some I people can. have to drive home from the podcast. Others have to stumble into the room. That is true. God, not name a name. Half bottle of wine. All right, or a full bottle. It, well, in an hour. Well, yeah, yeah, true. If we yes, if we each did one bottle, yes, it's good. It's very good. I haven't had Chardonnay much. Ooh, it's a little buttery. If you get that buttery flavor, it means it might be a good one. I said that about that uh, nineteen crimes. It was buttery, mm. but I agree. Yeah, I think your palate is a little bit okay. off. Usually, most uh, reds aren't going to be buttery. Oh, whatever. Still, by the way, still looking for um, sponsorships. Yeah, of any kind. Shockingly, no one's it's, come out. It's incredible. Yeah. So, here we go. All right. Uh, we, as always, we're gonna do the Packer recap first, even though I really have zero urge to. Yeah. This entire week was just a mess. This was George Costanza week. Everything opposite happened. Yeah. Could have that you would have thought it was bad. I was just I was talking to some uh, some friends today about the about picks in there. Like, How's your picks do? And I said, you know, I really and I thought about this before. If you, to become really good at gambling, or to be good at gambling, right, you, you want to hit 500. Let's say, just say you took all 16 games and you bet every game $1,000 every game. Clearly, we're not doing that. But if you did, as long as you got one game right over 500, one game more than wrong, yep. you'd make money. Yes. Ideally. I seriously think to myself, I should make my picks, and with all my thought process, whatever, and then just do the exact opposite. Yeah. Costanza. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's ridiculous. Like Absolutely. We'll get into the records later, but... We'd be killing it if we were taking the opposite of our picks. Oh yeah, it's um. So I don't know. You can. I'll let you start with the Packer Redskin recap. Obviously, the Packers lost. It wasn't. I mean, it was kind of close, maybe, but really wasn't. It was awful. Oh yeah, it's what's there to talk about? It's really depressing when they lose to a team like Washington and Alex Smith and the, the Paul Richardson and just a bunch of yucky offensive people that they had. I mean, Thompson, the guy that we thought would have a big week, didn't do anything. I texted Kashut at one point. I go, is he alive? Yeah. Has he caught a pass? And right. he hadn't at that point. And then, no. of course, he catch him. But I'm, he nothing. Nothing. That surprised the hell Their out of me. Their defense, Washington's defense and defensive line, pretty solid. Defensive backs, not so great. Uh, it, I've heard this in a couple different fronts. Packers should have just cut Kendricks right away. Oh, that was awful. That, that was such so a game changing, bad. Such a game-changing play. Yeah. Why, I mean, in wide open. Like, yes. He gets perfect throw. Two or three balls thrown to him. You should catch those. Yes, one hundred percent. And oh, it's just so annoying. I actually did think when he dropped that, I thought, I wonder if he gets cut tomorrow. Yeah, uh, I don't think they've ever done that before. Really, with the Packers, typically don't do that stuff. Some obviously no. some teams do, but that was bad. Yeah, Patriots would have cut him. Patriots would have cut him. Um, uh, yeah, again, another interesting call on Matthews. So that's always out there, and that was at another pivotal point where it could have meant a momentum changer too. Yeah. And that was one that was Smith didn't even throw the ball. No. So he kept the ball. Yep. And then it was that was the same game, right? Where Rodgers got whipped to the ground mm -hmm. and nothing was called. On his face. Yeah. It's clearly they're they're emphasizing the whole and i you know it's all over Sports Center and all the talk shows, whatever, about landing yeah. on you know the guys' bodies and things like yeah. that. Uh you listen to Will Kane at all? A little bit. Well, he was talking about how it's going to go in like one or two directions. Like the one direction is it becomes flag football, which you never can put flags on and whatever. Mm -hmm. And he said the other direction is these guys are just going to start hammering quarterbacks. Yeah. And saying, I'm getting fined no matter what. Yep. I don't give a crap. I'm going to take them out of the game then. Well, the guy for the Dolphins tore his ACL. Yeah. Trying to, trying to avoid it, he said. Trying yeah. to avoid it, which is totally BS. It's like, 
And and now they're, the competition committee is going back and reviewing it after the fact. And the yeah. refs are probably, you know, I heard someone say it too, where they're like, oh, the refs are just sticking it to the players after all the ref lockout, you know. And oh, like, yeah. oh, this is the way you want it. This is the way it's going to be. And we're yeah. going to call it tight and screw you guys. It's bad. It's not fun. Obviously, everyone's complaining. I haven't heard. Yeah. Kyle Hurd tries to take the other side of it. And he's like, you know, you Packer fans, it's because of Aaron Rodgers getting yeah. hurt that this is what's happening, whatever. But right. everyone else is, it's the most ridiculous thing in the world. Yeah. So, I, you know. As far as the game goes, they had plenty of opportunities to win. Cobb dropped a lot of big passes, oh, Cobb, too. Yeah. He was terrible. Yep. So, uh, you know, and, and again, that stat that I talked about last week, te- teams coming off a tie yeah. yep. are 0-13 or yeah. whatever the next week. And it happened to both teams that were involved in that game, which was another shocker. shocker. So, um, yeah, now they get Buffalo. And who knows what's going to happen Yeah, there. so we'll talk, I'll ask you this now, I guess. What are your th- after three games, what are your thoughts on the Packers? Well, they could very easily be 0-3, and they mm-hmm. could easily be 3-0. and I don't even know what to think. Yeah. I, I don't like... I think their record is about even because you don't know what to think. They are 1-1-1. One, one, and one. Which sums up almost all the teams in the, in the NFL right now. Absolutely. I just, I don't, I don't like how Rodgers looks. He looks... I don't know why anyone would, looked, obviously. He looked but. worse the, this last week than he did the previous week, I thought. Yeah. And he had that run. He had a run like... Uh, he ran I think he twice. picked up a first down, and it looked like he like pulled up or something. Yeah. And then he walked back fine, but yeah. when you saw it in real time, I was like, "Oh God, what the, did he just do something else yeah. now?" He just didn't look comfortable. No, and I don't know. know if it was it was wet and cold. He just seems like when colder weather comes around, he just never looks like. And you can't get well, you can't get loose, right? Yeah, and he's, well, everyone hates cold weather. Yeah. They, all those guys that say that fully admit it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was just uh, disappointing, and it just once they missed the opportunity to get back into it, you're like. This sucks. And yeah. Let's watch golf. Watch Tiger. Oh, God. Thank God. We'll get to Tiger later. Yeah. I don't want to. I will do, yeah, we'll first surely do it later. All right. Well, so that takes care of the Packers for week three. Uh, uh, the rest, like, we kind of t- touched on it. Like, what a mess of a week. I had written down because our Minnesota friends, well, yeah, you were in the text ring. Yes. Where's the cousins? Where are the Kirk Cousins love? They wanted us yeah. to give the Kirk Cousins love because well, of how he played against Packers. And well, yeah. then the, the Vikings go out and do that yeah. against Buffalo. When I was pointing out stats about the interception and whatnot, and yeah. that some person. In particular, mentioned that he would, you know, if he sat on the toilet all day and had diarrhea, wouldn't have played. Well, he would have been better off doing that last week because he played like diarrhea. He was terrible. And just, I mean, losing to the Redskins on the road, that happens. 17 point favorite at yeah. home against arguably a team that has looked completely terrible. Yes. It's inexcusable. Now they have a guy with a mental health issue that's not playing. Yeah, I read about that yeah. today. It's like, what the hell is going on yeah. there? And, uh, yeah, that, that was, uh, I don't know. And now, and then a short week, they have to go to L.A. and play the Rams. Yeah. Well, Which we'll get in. well, yeah. obviously we'll get into that when we, when we recap it, yeah. Uh, well, spoiler alert for later, that's my, remember I was going to take the Vikings for my uh, winner's pool, my survivor, and I didn't, I took the Bears. Oh, Squeaked by again! That was, I actually did that in, one, in mine, Squeaked too. by yes, again. That was lucky. Um, I mean, just, there was so many, You know, we'll get to locks, too, but, I mean, there were so many games that were just, you know, Houston loses again, and Minnesota yeah. doesn't even get close. And Houston had a chance. Uh, Oakland yeah, had a chance. There. Miami, Miami's, you know, Miami's three zero. Jacksonville, Tennessee. What a terrible yeah, ja- game! That was awful. That I'm like, I'm sitting on the couch. You know, most of the time I don't have NFL ticket, whatever. So I'm watching the Packers, and I'm just looking at my phone. I'm yeah. checking fantasy. I'm checking scores, and it's like, uh, yep, wrong, wrong, wrong. Yeah. I'm going to spread here in my mind. I'm like, that's. I, I might get. I'm like, I might not get to pick it all right. Yeah, this is awful. Dallas looked. Uh, bad again. Um, Arizona, Chicago, that was, wow. And New England, 
New England, once again, looked terrible. Oh, that was, yeah. Awful. The whole week was just, that was a mess. I guess one of the highlights which happened Thursday was at Baker Mayfield. Yeah. Now is the starting quarterback, which is kind of, I mean. That was the most what, exciting game of the week. That's what I said last week, right? I said I wanted the, the Browns to keep losing because yeah. I wanted Mayfield to play. Yeah. Well, they didn't have to get hurt. Tyrod yeah. got hurt. Yeah. Sorry, Tyrod. Tyrod. Got hurt. So the Mayfield is back, so that's cool. So that's, I mean, that's something to keep an eye on for week three. I don't know. I don't, there's not much to touch, touch on, I guess, more. I, I think all the time that happens is it's just, there's always a week in the early in the season that you that it happens like this. Well, yeah. What are the underdogs? Did you do the underdogs number? I guess I could look, you could see right now. It's got to be, it's got to be enormous. Uh, home underdogs did uh, well again. Um, you know, it's interesting about the Browns. They were also okay. So underdogs overall went eight and eight. Yep. Or yeah. Yep. So that was it. Okay. So underdogs. Are, so underdogs are favorites are both eight and eight. Yeah. 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 Your 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 uh, home your home favorites. Seven of them won. Mm-hmm. Uh, Vegas favorites this, this season so far. Seven out of twelve won. They're twenty six, seventeen, and two straight up. So sixty percent of the time they're winners. For what? For just the fa- the home, home favorites? Fa- the, the, no, just favorites oh, in favorites. general. Jeez. Oh, but against the spread, they are nineteen, twenty five, and one. Okay. So last season, favorites won 69% of the games while covering 51% of the time. Right. Interesting, since we were on the topic of, of Cleveland, leading up till last week, little stat, they were 172-1 when trailing by 14 <laughs> points since 2008, after the trailing 14-0. It's funny, I was watching that game, and it was 14-0, and I'm like... Yeah. I knew the Jets were going to cover this. I knew this. And then all of a sudden, I, like, I wasn't even... Yeah. I turned off to something else, whatever. I'm like, so there goes that. That was awesome. Yeah. So, week three, John had the best week out of all of us. He finished 7-9. and nine. I was 5-11. and 11, And the coin was 4-12. and 12. Is that right? Did you call it something different? Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, you're right. Okay. Yeah. Our uh, Paule went 0-3, which was, you know, we knew that was doomed from the start. Yes. From the from the J Powell's pick, he kicked us off with picking Green Bay. So what we're gonna do? Because on the pod we we do one we do one parlay, and then like we've said before, we do two other ones. I'm gonna start tweeting out what we gamble when we get typically to be Sunday morning. We just rapid fire do them, and I'm gonna do this because we did two other parlays on Sunday morning, and wouldn't you know we went six and zero on it. Yep. So we actually did make money this weekend. Well, that's could have made more, but that's because a certain somebody wasn't making any many of the picks. Well, he made two. He is two and two and right. We all went two and one for the week, didn't we? Oh no, that's right. He missed the second one. Yes, that's right. Yes. Yeah, you made an extra pick, and he didn't. I had Baltimore. Ding ding. Mm-hmm. I made the Saints. Ding ding. And who else? I had uh, a couple other ones in there. And I had, I think, I'm assuming I put KC and the Rams in my two, right? Yes. Both of those covered. So both my locks, your locks went 0-2, your New England Jacksonville locks went 0-2 last week. My locks went 2-0, but my Chicago lock lock went, didn't. Worse crap. Yeah. A lot of the uh, the teams that I had on my list. And I did the over in the Chiefs, too. Oh, yeah, over in Chiefs. A lot of my teams that are on that list of riding, yeah, yeah, they're gone. Yeah. It's a, it's a small list. That horse a, got run into the wall. A, uh, it's a small list. And uh, the list is three teams. And I'm going to ride him this week just to give you a little heads up because I said I would and I'm yep. going to. Y- yes. Any other recaps for week three before we move on to week four? <sighs> no, we can move on. Okay. So 
you'll be able to see this if you actually were on, if you check Twitter in the last, what'll be a day and a half, I guess, because I tweeted the picture right now on a Wednesday night, the pod will go up on a Friday morning. We have a, I added a big board, but we'll call it big board. Uh, it's big. Maybe we should call it the bread and butter board. I don't know. The spread, spread bread. bread board. So I put, all the, bread. I put all the, uh, the games up on a board with over-unders. So we can, we can see it. Normally I just print off a sheet, I give it to John, but now we've got a board in front of us. Yes, it's not a real official gambling real board. Official. It's it a is, calendar. It's what you'd find in a second grade teacher's room. Maybe I stole it from a second grade room. Well, potentially. Good work. So first game, I think probably the best game, potentially the best game of the week, if it wasn't a Thursday night game. Yeah. I'm, I mean, if this was a Sunday, night, a Sunday 7 o'clock game, I mean, everyone would be jacked up for it. I think most people are anyways, because it's finally a good football game on a Thursday night. Yep. It's just that Thursday night usually doesn't have good football games. Yes. So Minnesota's on the road against the Rams. The Rams, as of 5, 6 p.m., I think it was 6 p.m., are favored by 7.5. I would have, had, would have rather had this at 7 yeah. for the push, but uh, I'm, the Rams are still a team that I'm riding, so I am, taking, I am taking the Rams. Shocker. Yes. And I hate the Vikings. Well, that is to be, not even, doesn't even have to be said. So that's your analysis. I, don't, I told it. you, I, okay. when I, I have three games, I don't have to give you an analysis. You're the analysis guy, remember? Yeah. Yes. You do the analysis. I give you more of a feel, lovey-dovey type thing. Yeah. You just shoot from the hip. I do, yep. As so, always. I'm trying to play catch-up here. So, this game. Did you, get, did you have a late work day or something, or what? Why? You didn't get to do enough analysis? Playing catch-up? Oh, playing catch-up on me. Yes. Okay. I'm, I'm, so we're going to do this then. I write all my picks down. Yep. Do you do you do yours on the fly? Yes. So if I pick one, you're just going to go opposite just to try to play catch up? No, 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 no. I don't do that. Okay. I'm, no, I'm saying, like, when I pick them, I'm not like, I don't pick them ahead of time. I know who I want to pick, but okay. I'm not like, have everything ready. Hey, we're just trying to make money. We're not trying to have a contest against each yes. other. Yes, I want to beat you at the end of the year. Yes. All right, we're going to rotate from now on. No, that's fine. I don't care. Okay. You can, we can just do, last week was good and this is fi- fine right. so far. All right, go ahead. So this game, uh, yeah, so Mi- Minnesota already traveled out yesterday, which is Tuesday. To fly out. Because, you know, so they basically played a game, had a day of rest, and then traveled probably to adjust to the West Coast. Obviously, Griffin's out. They have an issue going on there with him, you know, getting arrested, supposedly having a gun, maybe not. Who really knows what's going on? Um, The Rams, Tlaib and Peters are probably both not playing. But... Reading the articles, because obviously we didn't watch any of the Vikings game, the Vikings line, offensive line is beat up and not very good, right? Buffalo had their way with fumble, mm-hmm. with uh, cutting the line and whatnot. And even though um, the Rams' two top corners are out, their defensive line is ridiculous with Donald and Sue. I think that they're going to be, um, they're still going to be able to get plenty of pressure on Cousins. So even with, a, with their backups right. playing, they'll still be able to play okay. And ultimately, the Rams' offense is still on fire. Yep. And if Josh Allen can score against the Vikings, I think Jared Goff and Gurley and everybody else would be able to score. Yeah. So just from the pure fact of Minnesota has to travel, it's a home game for L.A. L.A. is going to be jacked to play a team because they want revenge because they played against them last year and got their butts kicked in Minnesota. Oh, that's right. They did. So I think there's part of that where they just want to stick it to them. I really like the over in this game, too, just because of the standpoint of the Rams' DBs being out. There might yep. be some shots downfield where the Vikings get some touch, you know, deep plays. I'm taking the Rams, too. Okay. My, yeah, my worry, 
My worry is that from what I did here, the both corners are out. Mm-hmm. So that's one worry I have. And the fact that Minnesota got absolutely embarrassed last week. Yeah. I mean, so I would be more worried if it was a a normal week. Yep. But since it's a short week and they're going Thursday, mm-hmm. it's you know, and like I said, the travel and everything. Um, I'm less worried, but that's that is my one kind of concern of like, okay, well, the cornerbacks are out. Yeah. They got they got their asses kicked against Buffalo. What the hell's gonna happen? Did so. you see uh, McVeigh sent out a letter to like the city of Los Angeles? No, like town employers like let their employees out early so they can get to the game and cheer. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, like, I suppose yeah, because it's five thirty out there. Yeah. So. Yeah. It was kind of cool. Yeah. Good good initiative. Yeah. for The young guy for sure. Next game is Cincinnati at Atlanta. Atlanta is favored. By five. Yeah. You know, I realized I was saying last week a lot. I'm like, Atlanta or, Atlanta or so-and-so is favored by minus five. I'm like, yeah. God, I sound like a freaking idiot. Yeah. Like, real sharp. Favored, real sharp. Favored uh, by the score or just Vegas say, professional. Or just say Atlanta minus five. So, Atlanta minus five. Um, so, since he was one of those teams that you were going to yep. ride I was, for a long yep. time. That was close. That was back and forth. It was covered to not covered. Covered yeah. to not covered. Yeah. And uh, some of us were right mm-hmm. on that one. Um, Falcons, another exciting game. I wish I could have watched actually versus watching the Packers game. Them going back and forth with the Saints. I mean, that was that would have been entertaining to watch. Um, Falcons last eighteen games at home in September, fifteen and three straight up. So that and they were um, fifteen and two up until last week, and fourteen and four against the spread. Um, they had plenty of offensive firepower last week to score and keep up. They just couldn't stop. At the end, when they needed to, and over, yeah, it was overtime, right? So they just they didn't even have a chance to get the ball back. Yeah. Um, Cincinnati played okay against Baltimore. Ultimately, did not cover and lost by was it six points or seven that they lost by? I think it was seven. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. Um, they're still be without uh, Mixon. It's at Atlanta. Is so- that positive? Are we sure? I was listening yeah, to someone today and said that's what I thought. They said two to four. And then someone said that he was like questionable now, yeah. and I think he was questionable on DraftKings. But yeah. Bernard's questionable too. Yeah. They both missed practice today. Yeah. I, AJ I just, Green's questionable. He might miss. Right. And th- there's another one. Yeah. So for that reason, I like Atlanta at home. I think after losing that one to to um the Saints last week, that's probably gonna be a little bit upsetting for them. Five points, they can do, I think they'll win by a touchdown on that one. I'll take Atlanta. So this was a week. This is actually week my deck. I might do really well because I have like no. I, there was like three games. I oh yeah, I get this one. I have no feel for so many of these other games. And this is one of those like like I just said, Bernard's questionable. Mixon's probably out. AJ Green might be out. Uh, Atlanta, I thought. You know, like I said, overtime. You know, whatever. So I, I have. I wrote Cincinnati down, and I'll just. I'm gonna stick with Cincinnati just because. Yeah. What the hell does it matter? Should. Really. Yep. Yep. Uh, you know, it's it like probably won't be one of your picks for uh, later this week. I'm not. This will not be in any of my parlays or anything like that. Yeah, I think the over is interesting in this game, but again, that's another one. If AJ Green doesn't play, like yeah. you know, if they don't have like Bernard or some of their weapons, yeah, that's a lot of points. So that'll be come down. That'll come down quite a bit. Here's probably. your here's your chalk DraftKings pick of the week. Is if AJ Green's out, you take a Boyd. Boyd yeah, you know, in, in DraftKings, but everyone will have him. But anyway, chalk. Yeah, that's that's what the experts say. Chalk. Everyone will have them. It's oh, chalk. chalk. It's like an NCAA tournament. Winners, you know, chalk. It's chalk. Yeah. yeah. Next game is Tampa Bay at Chicago. Chicago is favored by three. Yeah. You can go ahead. Oh, it's my turn. That's yes. right. It is my turn to go first. Sure. I loved Chicago. 
I don't know what the hell happened. I didn't see the game. Oh. I wasn't on TV. Or maybe it was on TV. Oh, I, on TV. I didn't watch it. Yeah. Wasn't there, well, there was a late game that was on TV, I thought. That was, one. It was... Oh, there was two of them. Two I had the other ones. Um, I don't know what... Ta- Tampa Bay says they know who's going to start, but they're not announcing it. Yeah. It's got to be... Fitzpatrick. It's got to be Fitzpatrick. Yes. The question is, if he struggles, which he could, against the Bears' defense, yep. do they put in Winston right away? Um, Knowing, you know, because yeah. I, still, I still think that there's, you and I don't think there's a problem or a yeah. controversy. Yeah. But clearly, if they're going to come out and say... He looked like shit in the first part of that game. Oh, he looked awful. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, if, if, there's, if there's not a controversy, quarterback controversy, then why would you say, we know who we're starting, but we're not going to tell you? Like, yeah. that's just stupid. Like, that, gives, that doesn't give Fitzpatrick any bit of, like... Confidence or backing. But it's also for game prep for the other team. I guess. But there's, you know, the cat and mouse game. Sure. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say that the last week on the road, Chicago probably came in a little overconfident, thought we were going to hammer this team. These guys are awful. And they didn't, have, they didn't get up for the game at all. I think they come back, they're, they're back home. They realize we almost... We almost really pissed away a game there. We could have really gotten screwed there, especially with Green Bay losing and Minnesota losing. So I think Chicago actually gets back, and I think that they cover the three. Yes, potentially. Or, or, or that Trubisky sucked on the road. He looked like shit, and he, uh, I'm using the S word a little bit. Thoughts okay. and prayers, sorry. Um, Thoughts and prayers. Uh, he he does not look very inspiring to me. He's athletic, but you just don't know what he's going to do. Um, and I was honestly thinking that Rosen was going to come in and drive him down for a field goal just, I mean, at, at the end. I, again, I didn't see it. Yeah. So the Cardinals were up, and then they went down and then put Rosen in, or what? Why did they bench Bradford? Because uh, he turned it over like one more time, and they okay. just had enough. and. Pulled him and like he looked so dejected. It's like, why should he be so surprised? Like, wow, I, yeah, I, just, I mean, it's probably been mounting on the inside, anyways. Their, their, their offense have been so bad to start. Um, you know, they're like, we got to do something, and well, Rogan, it's a matter of time, obviously. The, but then you feed, you know, the, the kid comes in and plays against like one of the best defenses right Great. now. Great, yeah, yeah, thanks, coach. Thanks a lot, yeah. Uh, all That's right, fun. you know, what are my expectations? Drive 80 yards against the Bears or try and kick a field goal. So, you know, it's hard to gauge what they're really doing. Tampa, they had plenty of chances to get back into that game, and they blew it away. And, yeah, I think Chicago overlooked, but I think Tampa will be one of those teams that just they let, it, they let that game get away from them. The Pittsburgh game, they had plenty of chances to stay in it. And I like – I'll take Tampa. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stay behind Fitzpatrick. I think he recovers from last week. He cuts down on the turnovers. And they keep that game close. I'm not saying they win, but they cover the three All as right. of right now. Fair enough. Moving on to Detroit at Dallas. I, I'm, <laughs> it's your, you, you can go first on this one, but I, I just love when I like put these spreads down on the board or I'm writing, I'm typing in the computer, yeah. or whatever, and I see these teams that are just god awful, whether they have a win or no wins, whatever, that are getting that are giving points. Yeah, and I'm like, all right, Dallas is a favorite. That seems interesting to me. Yeah, and D- and Detroit coming off. You go. I'm giving my analysis right. Yeah. All right. So, so well, ahead. no, well, so so you know, you look at that game, the Detroit New England game, and there's talk like, is Patricia really getting along with his players? Afterwards, 
they were like hugging him and jumping up and down. So I think that's out the window. They're yeah, pretty happy yeah. for him to beat um, to beat New England, and they did a good job of that. Well, um, I'm pretty sure that every player that's not on New England hates Belichick. True. I mean, yeah, you know, but they're happy for you know. Well, for was, sure, yeah. Well, they good. helped. They helped him beat Belichick. Yeah, yeah for sure. Um, the the Cowboys were were terrible against Seattle. Elliott was only a bright spot, and then he fumbled. So Dak Prescott's last five games. He's had attempts of 34, 30, 29, 25, and 34 passing attempts, and he's yet to break 200 yards passing. He is the, that's why they call him Dink and Dak, yeah. because he, I mean, he cannot, he doesn't throw the ball down the field. He is, he is so boring to watch as a quarterback. The, his rookie year, I think, is a total anomaly. Yeah. Well, how he's playing oh, now yeah. is how he is. Yeah, it sure looks like it. Like that, they had, they had the line that was good. They had Des Bryant that was healthy. That he'll never play like that again. And so for that reason, I think three giving Detroit three points on the road. This is a sneaky game where Detroit wins by like six points. I think Detroit wins this game outright. Three points is a terrible, terrible line. And yeah, it will be severely wrong come Sunday. Oh I, well, yeah, probably mainly because I'm about to agree with you. I, I was going to say six. I could see him win by sixteen. Yeah, I, I just. I don't know. The last time Dallas, I think, has scored twenty points has been forever. Or mm-hmm. it's there's. I was hearing some stats. I don't have the stats. Sorry, I'm not the analysis guy. They don't score over twenty a lot. Yeah, let's put it that way. And they're under. Good under bet is Dallas because they've been way under on a lot yeah. of games. Yeah, and uh, you know, dating back to last year. So the only again, I, I like Detroit. I'm picking Detroit. The fear, I guess, if you play devil's advocate, is that Detroit's coming off a big win, and they go on the road. So is this their letdown game where they come in like, man, they're all cocky and they're like, well, you know, we just beat New England and now we just got to go to Dallas and beat Dallas who's really not that good. So that would be my only kind of concern is that they're on the road and they just, they get caught, but I'm not falling in. I'm not going to take, I'll take a team that can score. I know Detroit can score. Yep. I have no clue if Dallas can score. Right. Absolutely. And, and granted New England's offense didn't look great, but Detroit forced turnovers. They have enough defensive players to make plays. And I just don't know where Dallas gets it other than Elliott. And I think Detroit can, you know, keep him in well, line. Well, you key on him. Yeah, yeah, what the hell? Yeah, we've talked about that. I think it was last week or two weeks ago. Like, yeah. You know what Dallas has to do because they can only do one thing, and that's run Elliott. And the total has gone under in the Cowboys' last seven games. Average combined score, 30 points. That's awful. That's why they're so – America's team, yeah. that, is, that is boring. Yeah. I was uh, – Little side note: I was in Madison on Monday night, okay, and uh, I just walked down to the Great Dane to have dinner, sitting at the bar watching the game, and this guy next to me is from Dallas. He's like, he just went on a rant. He's like, I don't know anyone calls anybody else's American team. It's Dallas, and you know we're the team that everybody likes to watch. Oh, I go, well, it's because people like to watch them because they like to see them lose. Ultimately, mm-hmm. is what what mm-hmm. happens. Um, but he was just ranting and raving. I'm like, they, they don't watch them because their offense is good because they suck. Yeah, and. Anyways, he was hammered on Tito's. I think so. I've always I've always said this because you you hear about that like there's is Dallas the most popular team or Pittsburgh or Green Bay and things like that. Uh, this is how I kind of judge it. You can go to any major city in the country, and you will find not one, but you will find multiple Green Bay Packer bars. Uh, Buffalo at Green Bay. Green Bay is favored by ten. And it is my turn to go first? Sure. Yes. I, plain and simple, I'm not taking Green Bay. 
No, not they look atrocious. Well, yeah, ten point. I this will not be part points. of any, one of my uh, potential wagering opportunities. Would not be this game at all. I nothing. I, neither I, of them. I mean, look, I will not be surprised if Green Bay wins this game by twenty four because mm-hmm. it's Buffalo and they're bad. But Green Bay has got no business being favored by double digits against anyone right now. The way they're playing, no, not a chance in hell. Not at home. Not away. Whatever. No, and. Buffalo, yeah, they were on the road against Minnesota, and they won that. That was, you know, maybe the best they'll play all year. Now they got to go to Green Bay, and they're probably not going to be able to duplicate it. I'm not, tra- I'm not falling into it. I'm not, I'm not, I'm picking Buffalo. I'm taking the points. I'm not picking any kind of parlays. I'll be pissed off if anyone, you or J. Paul, picking in a parlay. I don't want anything to do with this game. Okay, let this be known right now that if he picks any anybody, any team in this game, we are vetoing the pick. Okay, I can, I can do that. It's not happening. I'm with that. You heard it here, folks. Jay Powell is not allowed to have any involvement in any of these games, whether it's for the main one or for one of the ancillary offshoots. It's definitely not happening for the main one. No, oh no. If we want to do like a little $2 parlay, maybe we can. Well, that's just... Just like three picks for him. He can make three picks and have a little dollar or two on the side. Yeah, well, that's what he would always say. He's like, oh, put put, uh, put money on this game, you know, some <laughs> obscure game. He's like, oh, we covered, right? And it's like, well, it didn't happen. Bet the yeah. Bears, Cubs, in Northern Illinois. Yeah. Um. So anyways... This game, yeah. So, oh, it's just, I, I don't like the line. I don't don't know what's going to happen. It's just, there's just so many things up in the air. Can Buffalo ride that same momentum that they had last week? I think that's pretty hard to duplicate. Yep. Now you get a little bit more tape on Allen for defense. Benefit for Packers, Devon House is no longer playing. Yep. So that is a huge win. Yeah, he's a huge win if you're a Packer fan because you got rid of the, the the worst defensive back that they've had in a while. Shoulder hurt. Uh, wouldn't have guessed his shoulder. It should have been his legs because I wasn't <laughs> sure he had any. Um, so just to be the contrarian, I'll take the other side. I'll take the Packers just because I think this will be a blowout game. And it shouldn't be, but they will. They'll somehow it'll be they'll win by and the blowout will be fourteen points. Yeah, and everyone will be back on the Packers. Oh, Packers are fine. Rodgers yeah. looks great. And right. there you go. Yes. All right. Fair enough. Uh, next game is it's your team, John, your favorite team, Houston. Oh yes, back to, back down to earth for the third week in a row. Oh. Uh, at Indy, and Indy is favored by one and a half. Houston's been favored by every game this year. Oh no, not against New England. Last two weeks they've been favored. They lost both. Now they're in Indy, and Indy is the favorite, and Indy's favored by one and a half. Yeah, and Indy's been that team that's hung around. You know, they've uh, they've been able to play close games. Yep. They won in Washington. They played Cincinnati tight, but they end up losing that game, mm-hmm. right? Um, Luck, still not throwing the ball downfield. They pulled him at the end of the first half to throw a Hail Mary. That makes sense. I just it's funny, but it makes sense. I, I, mean, I know, but kill the guy's arm, but it's it's, it's, it's humorous. So obviously he's not very healthy, right? The you know the the rumors were floating around that India was interested in in being one of the teams to trade for Bell. Oh, which they could use a guy like him, obviously. Sure. Yeah, which would be most teams could. Which could be pretty exciting him to go to India Indianapolis. The um, Houston. So the last eight games, zero and eight against the spread. Jesus. Not good. Last week, you would have thought, okay, they're at home, and and J.J. Watt played awesome. Deshaun Watson, he's got to be gun-shy or something because he's not the same guy that he was that started out last year. Um, Texans are 2-14 and straight up in their last 16 games against the Colts. I I think at this point, Frank Reich has coached 
three games as a head coach. He's already a better head coach than Bill O'Brien. Bill O'Brien is oh, awful. I, I think, first off, his big butt chin is so annoying to look at. <laughs> I can't stand looking at him. We don't need to throw shots, John. Be nice. Or not, well, neither, uh, of our, hey, neither of us are This perfect. is statistical data that the people out there <laughs> need to know when they're listening on a Friday morning when you're making your picks. So... Team Butchin is not going to cover this week. I am going against Houston. So this is the reason why you pick Houston this week, because I'm getting off the Houston train, taking uh, Indiana. Indiana! Indiana, well, you know. Indianapolis. They are in Indiana. <laughs> yep. I'm taking the Colts, and I'm riding uh, uh, Colonel Luck I'm <laughs> to a victory. That's uh, one hell of an analysis. I should almost just jump on Houston now. I'm taking Indy. I, I tried all year not to take Indy. I just because I just don't, it's just this whole plot, it's just whatever. Yep. But Houston has given you no reason whatsoever to feel confident in anything whatsoever. They lost it last week for me. And I mean, it's not like we're like, it's not like I got to give like five or six or seven points to Houston. I'm giving one and a yeah. half. That is it. Right. And it's, and I'm, and I'm taking the home team. Mm-hmm. So you're, you're right. This is the, this is like the trappiest default trap games, right? Like, I can't imagine anyone being. On Houston in this game because mm-hmm. they've looked like crap all year, and you're only given a point and a half. And I should take Houston, but I'm not going to because that's gambling. And when you be smart, it's ends up you end up looking stupid. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Well, that was a lot of words. Yeah, I know. Okay. All right. Next game is the New York Jets at Jacksonville. Coming off one of the boringest games in the history of the NFL. Yeah, nine to six. That's awful. How Jacksonville was one of the teams that I was riding. I am not doing that at all anymore. That's that was awful. I don't know how you can look so good. Again, it's two weeks you can look really good. I guess that was just, and I didn't see any of the game, but to look, I I don't want to see any game that's nine six ever. Yeah, ever, ever, ever. No. Well, and it's one of those where you you look. It's so early in the season where you say, you look at a team like New England, you're like, God, is New England that bad? Or is Jacksonville that good? And you watch last week and say, is Detroit good? Is New England still bad? And yeah. then you hear, like, Bill Belichick doesn't care. He treats September like the preseason. Yeah, you yeah. Know? And, and, I, and at the end of the year, New England is still going to be good. They'll be right yeah. up. They'll, yep. they'll, they'll be 11-5. And, yep. and, yep. and they'll be fine. So um, Tennessee, you know, they played Jacksonville. Well, I guess. Well, that's one of those divisional games, right? Yeah, divisional, said, games. divisional games are awful to pick. You uh, never know what you're going to get. Darnold, he didn't look very good at all last week against no. the Browns. Yeah, no. He had, they, he had a short field touchdown when they turned it over, when uh, the Browns turned it over. So one of the touchdowns was you know from 10 yards in or less or 20 yards in or less. He wasn't able to move the ball. You know, the Browns can force turnovers. If that's the case... You're playing against Jacksonville. Jacksonville's defense is still healthy. You're you're looking at seven and a half points. I saw it at six and a half, uh, but that was on a different site. Yep. yep. So I'll double check Bovada right now. Keep talking as I check. I just don't. I I, I look at Jacksonville in their last nine games after a, a loss against the spread. They're seven and two. So after coming off a loss against Tennessee where they didn't cover the spread, they are seven and two. The next nine games. It's I'm, still seven and a half, by the way. Okay. I like, I'll take Jacksonville. I think they win this big, this game big. I think their defense is, is good where they can fluster a young guy like Darnold and they'll cover this one. Yeah. This is another one of those games that, like, 
how I started with Cincinnati Atlanta. I I picked I'm I'm gonna go with the Jets because I wrote it down first and I just I feel like I always look so I put up over unders, right? And when I see a game I, this is kind of my lean. I see a game with a large spread, but the total over under is it's the lowest one on the board for the week. Mm-hmm. Yet the spread is almost one of the biggest ones in the week. Yes. So if we're gonna have that, odds are if you have that low scoring of a game, it's probably gonna be close. That's I mean, granted it could be twenty four to ten. Yeah. And the under hits and Jacksonville covers, but just that nine to six game left a bad taste in my mouth with Jacksonville. I could see this being another like a twelve to nine game or something like that. So I'll take I'll take the Jets. Again, I'm not I'm not happy with this week at all. It's just a mess. There's, no, there's nothing. There's no real exciting games to look at right now. Next game, another divisional game. Different division. That's not a, that last game wasn't divisional, but you know what I'm saying. <laughs> Conference game. No, like I said, the Tennessee Jacksonville game was a divisional game. Yeah. Anyways, Miami three and zero. On the road to a New England team that doesn't look very good. And New England's favored by seven. Yeah. That is complete. Obviously, you're the New England Patriots, and you get here are all the points that you have to give up. Yeah. Uh, I'll start with this one because it's our second, my second team on the board that is still alive, and I'm riding yes. until they screw me. Yep. So that's my analysis. I'm taking Miami. Okay. I mean, that there, you can't pay that... For that type of analysis anywhere else, folks. You're so lucky right now that it's free. Wait till we get a premium channel and we have to pay for yes. those types of picks. Yes. And once we get the sponsorship going, they're going to be saying, how did we miss this for so long? Um, Miami is one of those teams you have to ride, though. In September, they've been pretty solid. Not only are they 3-0, they are 3-0 against the spread, more importantly. So for anybody that's been riding them from a betting standpoint, they've been solid. Patriots are good at home. Uh, their last eight, they're straight up. They're uh, they've won at home by an average winning margin of fourteen point three eight percent. The last four games that these two teams have played, three of the last four have gone over. Um, but I think in this case, uh, seven points is just too much. Miami's offense is they're creative. They're getting it done. They lost. Uh, it's a Hayes, the defensive end that got hurt his knee, ACL, yep. trying to tackle or trying not to tackle the quarterback as hard. But overall, you know, they've been able to hang on in games. They've won, and seven points is just too much. New England just hasn't done enough to show me that they can blow people out with the weapons that they have or don't have. So I think Miami covers this game. I don't say they win, but yeah, they cover. Right. Yeah, yeah. My thought is the same thing. I, I don't. I'm not. I don't sit here and look at that game and think Miami's going to beat New England. I just I just think seven points is way too much. Yep. So I'll let you go right back, and then we'll get you into the next game here right away. Philly is on the road to Tennessee. Philly is favored by four and a half. Yeah, this is one maybe if it was last year, I'd be like, ooh, this would be an exciting game to watch. With how terrible Tennessee's offense is to watch, this is a team that I'd be like, or game that I'd be like, yeah, I don't really want to watch it. I'm not sure Philly's offense looks any better. Well, no, and and – Granted, Wentz just was coming back, and maybe they're being a little bit conservative with them. Tennessee's defense, defensive coach now, with Vrabel in mind, they're playing pretty tough overall against the team that they've been facing so far. Um, Alshon Jeffrey, though, I think is practicing. Started oh. practicing, so he's back. So that's a little bit of a change-up there for, for Philadelphia. Um, you know, I think 
When you look at these two, this is going to be in Tennessee, four and a half points. Philly barely beat Indianapolis. It wasn't a very convincing win on my end. Tennessee, yeah, they played Jacksonville really good. I just think Philly's a better team overall with more talent. And I like Peterson better as a coach, even though he hasn't been coaching that much longer than Vrabel really has. Um, I just think once it gets that first game out of uh, out of his system, they come out, they play better, they score more points, they cover this game and win. Uh, all right, so Jeffrey is was a full participant today in practice. So that would he's questionable. That would lead that he's obviously probably going to play. I, uh, you know, I, I liked the. I think ten, like we talked. You talked a little bit about ten, Tennessee's defense. I'm going to take them coming off a, a good win. They get to go home. Philly to me has not looked impressive at all. Uh, that to me, I you know, it's it's one of those teams like you kept you keep on. I keep on waiting and waiting for them to show me something. I haven't seen it. I get Wentz. Yeah, first game back. This will be a second game. Maybe he gets something going, but um, I'm going to take the home team and the four and a half points. Okay. Moving on, next game, Seattle is favored by three, and they're on the road against Arizona, who almost pulled one hell of a freaking upset uh, last week. I, I kept on looking at that. I'm like, are you kidding me? Minnesota's getting beat by like 24. Packers are down 17. All these teams, Houston was favored by six. They're losing. Everyone's losing. And I'm just watching this Arizona-Chicago score, and I can't believe it. Uh, that being said, I still think Arizona sucks. I think they suck big time. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to take, I'll take Seattle minus three. Yeah. I, um, you know, it, I don't think it makes much of a difference that Bradford's out because they're still a bad team. Luckily, they were at, you know, the, the, they were close with the Bears last week. They had some momentum that worked early on in that game. But it's like once, once all that, all those plays were gone, they had nothing left to give. Right. And they were done with. And I think, you know, Seattle gets a little bit of swagger back now that they beat Dallas. They come in, they get to play a rookie quarterback where you have Pete Carroll gets a scheme against a rookie quarterback, show him things that he's never seen before. You know, Earl Thomas is playing pretty damn well. He had two picks last week, even though he doesn't want to play for them and doesn't want to practice. Um, I think, again, yeah, new quarterback coming in. Arizona's going to struggle to move the ball. You know, even with a week of practice for Rosen, I take the Seahawks to cover the three. Even though, you know, you, you read the, some of the statistics, they say the last in this game between these two teams, the over – in the last 10 times that the Seahawks have played, um, the Cardinals, the over has hit 10 of the last 14 games on the road versus the Cardinals. I don't think that's the case in this game. I think it's just, you know, it's going to be a 21 10 type game. Seattle winning. Yeah, you know what? I just look at the stay here. Seattle's 4 0 1 against the spread in the last five games when playing on the road against Arizona. Yeah. And they're playing on the road against an awful yeah. Arizona team. Right. Those other, te- those other years were against yeah. Carson Palmer yeah. and Bruce Arians. They weren't, they weren't bad. Which Bruce Arians is arguably a really good coach. Yeah. All right. I'm not sure. The only reason I'd watch this game is because of Baker, Baker Mayfield. I think that'd probably be the only reason anyone would watch this game. Mm-hmm. Unless you're, well, or Cleveland or Oakland fan. Cleveland is on the road. You're an Oakland fan. I know. Well, just because I have in my whole life. They're just awful. Cleveland's on the road at Oakland. Oakland is favored by three. Yep. Now, 
Oakland has been close in yeah. virtually all their games. Yes, very close. Up through the third quarter of the Rams game, yep. they were close, and then it got away from them. Second game of the year, they played Denver. Lost at the end. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah. And then last week was Miami. Last week it was Miami, and they lost basically towards the end of the game. You know, so historically, the Browns are 7-1-1 one, one against the Raiders, against the spread. Now, spread and bread. Spread and bread, presented by spread and bread. <laughs> presented by the unintentional. The unintentional. Spread and bread. Spread and bread. The Raiders are 7-21 in the last 28 home games against teams with losing records. Again, against the spread. I just feel like with how close the Raiders have played the first three games, they get a full week to prepare for Mayfield and show him some different things. It's it's on the road. It's going to be a tougher environment for him to play in the black hole and whatever else. Oakland will get their first win here. They're going to cover that. Uh, I agree. My thought is you've got Baker Mayfield's got obviously a large personality. Mm -hmm. He's, he's, I think he enjoys pissing people off, proving people wrong. Uh, yeah. He's going to go on the road, and he's going to go into a real hostile environment next to the black hole. They're going to be freaking nuts. Yep. And they're going to be on him. And I think a young guy like that is going to try to prove them wrong yep. and to try to piss them off. And to kind of like, he's going to get, I think he's going to get caught up in the moment. And I think it's going to force him to do, he's going to try to do too much. Mm-hmm. He's going to force, trying to make a big play. And I think he's going to get picked off. And, like you said, Oakland's played three close games. They could have covered and won all three of them. Yep. And I just think that this just this kind of mixes stuff with with Mayfield and the black hole and all that stuff. I think I think plays into Oakland's hand, and I think Oakland covers the three as well. Could be actually an entertaining game. Hopefully, it actually we, could oh, be. Yes. Hopefully, we get that I, one. On I TV. think I think Mayfield's worth watching. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, and just at least the first couple times, a couple weeks, and see what see what happens. Maybe he falls flat in his face, and it's just overhyped. But yep. I think it's at least tuning in for it. worth tuning in for. Next game is San Francisco minus Jimmy G, who tore his ACL. Stupidly. Well, yeah, well, how dumb? How dumb was that? Cutting to go back inbounds instead of running out of bounds. If he would have just ran out of bounds. And it wasn't like he was even trying to get like a first down or anything like that. He just no. decided, I'm just going to go back yeah, in here. Yeah, and draw contact yeah, and hit somebody with no my throwing sense. shoulder. Yeah, like it's like he's trying to prove himself that he's tough, and well, there goes your season. Yeah. Uh, so San Francisco's on the road. Uh, in Los Angeles uh, against the Chargers. Chargers are favored by 10.5. Yeah. So even with Jimmy G... Wait, is this yours or mine? You can go ahead. Okay. You're fine. So even even with Jimmy G, this this deck comes into play. They're, they're 0-8 straight up in their last eight, and they're 1-7 against the spread in their last eight games on the road in September. And the 49ers are 0-10 in their last 10 games as a double-digit underdog. So, you know, obviously we think they're going to lose. Like, right. there's no question. It's going to be C.J. Beathard, who is, like, watching paint dry. He is so boring. And, yeah, Shanahan's a very creative coach. He's going to be very limited to what they do with this kid. And, you know, the Chargers actually have a pretty good defense. Um, They had some chances last week, even against the Rams, to keep it closer than it was. I, and I think they bounce back after losing to the Rams. They come back and win this game. And San Francisco's deflated, I think, because you lost your your top, your your stud, your guy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah and they're, I mean, it's not like, I mean, look, everyone's 
you know, if they had Kaepernick coming in, yeah. maybe it'd be different if he was their backup. Well, and this little tidbit, Chargers are 9-0 and straight up and 7-2 and and against the spread in their last nine games at home after consecutive road games, which they have had. So this game... This is and my Kaepernick, by the way. Well, yeah, I'm just saying they're yeah, maybe they'll bring him back. I'm just saying their backup quarterback's awful. Yeah. Like, what? What do you if, really? If he really wanted to play, what do you really expect out of this San Francisco team in this situation? Hmm. You know, like I would tank and get the first pick. So this is my. This is my. I'm going to take the Chargers for my suicide pool for my survivor. Pool, oh yes, you know, just because I look at whenever you do, you know, these those pools. At least how I do it, I always look at the the biggest spread teams, right? I. I'm not taking a Thursday night team. Thursday night You're game. Not, not a chance in hell. I can't take the Packers. I already took them. Oh, Atlanta, but ugh, five. I don't like that. No. Jacksonville just showed me last week that. Good lord, what the hell are you doing? Yeah. New England, no thanks. Nope. Yeah. So I'm gonna take the Chargers for my my pick. Whatever. I love the over in this game as well. Forty six and a half. Yeah. This the Chargers can't stop anyone, and they're gonna. They're going to put up 40 points in this game themselves. Th- yeah, but I think the Chargers' defense is better than... They, they played some good offenses. 40 to 10 covers. I think yeah. the Chargers are going to score a crap load of points. Yeah. So anyways, I'm taking, I'll, I'm taking the Chargers okay. minus 10 and a half. Okay. Good. Good. Moving yeah. on. Yes. The last game of the afternoon session. Slate. Slate. Uh, docket. New Orleans is favored by three and a half. They're on the road against the New York Giants. Did you take El, the Chargers in that game too, by the way? El Gigante, yes. Okay. Oh my God. You want me to go on this one? Sure. So I said last week that New Orleans, you get this is your last chance for you to show me something. I don't know what the hell they're. They've just showed me that they can score points. They're, I mean, their defense is just. It's not what it, it is was what last it, year. It, it, I mean, they're giving up a lot of points. This is one of those games that. I, I think it's. If it was, if the Giants, I thought could score a ton. The Giants can't score as well as Atlantic, and their offense is not as good. And that game, you know, is one of those games that goes overtime in a, a touchdown wins you, you six points. You cover the three and a half, whatever. I think New Orleans is gonna could put up kind of like the against the, the Charger Forty Nine er game. I think the New Orleans is gonna put up close to forty points. Yep. The Giants have got nowhere near a chance to put up that many points. I think New Orleans easily covers the three and a half. Yes. I agree. New Orleans is one of those, they're they're a fun team to watch. I like Sean Payton as a coach because he's it's a bit of a risk taker. He's a little volatile. The Giants they've done nothing to really inspire anybody. They've they played shitty against Jacksonville. They played terrible against the Cowboys, and they beat the Texans. Which I think we kind of know where the Texans stand. Not, at this yeah, point, not a right? not a great win not right great. there. New Orleans can definitely score points as you mentioned. They have an exciting offense. They have. Arguably the best running back and best wide receiver in the league. Yeah. You know. And one of the best quarterbacks. And one of the best quarterbacks. Yep. Um, and, and Taysom Hill, who does everything, who the Packers wish they had back. Shocking. <laughs> Surprisingly. I love that. It's funny, though. The kid goes back, returns kicks. He's on punt duty. Like, hey, I want to do anything. Send me out there. Yeah. Tim Tebow wishes he could be as athletic as yeah. Taysom Hill. He'd still be in the league. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think New Orleans covers us, no problem. Even though it's at New York, it doesn't matter. That's my only fear. No, is that it's it's New Orleans last, you know, outside, but whatever. Last twenty folks, Friday morning, having your cup of coffee. Last twenty games, New Orleans on the road, which means that it's been breeze up until this point. They're fourteen five and one on the road against the spread. Wow. 
That's a surprising number. Yeah, that is a big number. Take, for, for a dome team. Take Drew Brees in the mall. Or it used to be a mall. It's a little it's smaller a mall. birthmark. Well, whatever. <laughs> it's, it was very hairy at one point, and it's less hairy and surgically cut up. Oh, well, we got birthmark and butt chin talk covered for the night. Check yep. those off the, the list. Yep. Okay. Sunday night game. Baltimore is at Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's favored Sunday by night. Uh, Pittsburgh's favored by three. Pittsburgh looked a little. They looked great right away. I turned it off. I'm like, oh, this game's over, yeah. and I turn it back on, and all of a sudden it's a three point game. Hey, what the hell happened? That, yeah, look at this. So, you want to go? No, go ahead. Okay. You, I've told you I don't like Baltimore. I, they're not an exciting team. I'm not thrilled by them. I think Pittsburgh. I think everyone expects Pittsburgh to be crappy on the road, and they weren't last week. They looked good. I think. They're all kind of getting together, you know, coming as a team. All right, Bell's probably going to be gone. Connors can fit in just fine. I think this game is, I mean, I don't think neither of these teams' defenses are that great. I think this is going to be a shootout. And it's Pittsburgh at home, so I will take Pittsburgh. Did I say three? It's three and a half, my bad. I looked at my sheet, the big board. Spread and bad board is Pittsburgh minus three and a half. I will give the three and a half points and take Pittsburgh. Okay. All right. So last one on the on the board here. Um, yeah, I've I've kind of been all over Baltimore a little bit. I, I don't know why because I don't really like Flacco at all as a quarterback, but they've been able to play pretty tough aside from that Cincinnati game, and that might might have just been a one off scenario where they played bad. You look at Baltimore's offense; they've been extremely efficient. Twelve trips to the red zone, twelve touchdowns. That is, is it a, really? Wow. Yes. So they get inside the 20-yard line, and they punch it in. They've played Buffalo, Cincinnati, and Denver. Yeah. Okay. So they've not played cream puffs. Yeah. Now, right? Last week against Denver surprised me a little bit. Yeah. And so bottom line is they're getting it inside the 20. They're scoring. Packers definitely are not doing that. So they're up on that one. Um, you have common opponents. There are so many stats that stick out on this game. Their last 26 games dating back to Christmas Eve of 2006, they're 13 and 13 straight up. They are 12, 12 and 2 against the spread. So this is Baltimore. Yeah, both teams. So oh, they're both, even. Wow. Yeah. So okay. So they're even. Total points scored: Ravens 546, Steelers 536. So out of 26 games, total of 10 points difference. Wow. Okay. So. Um, but it's at Pittsburgh. It's three and a half points. I don't. The half is what takes yeah, me like off. I said, it was it was three. I printed this. I printed this this morning. Yep. So it went up a half a point. Yep. In twelve hours ish. Less than twelve yep. hours. Yep. I, I think Baltimore's offense is a little bit better than what it's been in recent years. They have more more weapons than what they've had. I'll take Baltimore to cover. I don't say they win, but they cover that. All right. Last game of the week. Uh, the Monday Nighter. Kansas City. Let's talk about a spread that's that's moved. Uh, Kansas City opened on, I think it was at, I think I checked Monday. This game opened at Kansas City minus four. Kansas City's at Denver. As of tonight, it is Kansas City minus five and a half. I will give you my analysis right away yep. because it is the last team. Yep. Um, and then after I'm done talking here, I'm going to uh, leave the Sam Grawl Music Studios. And get another bottle of wine because we're dumb and we've got a good half hour left. So, <laughs> some of us have a problem. No, none of us have a problem. Okay, it's an hour. It's it's been an hour so far. 
Uh, Kansas City is 3-0 against the spread. They look amazing. Mahomes looks like the greatest quarterback ever in the history of football. It's fun to watch. Any kind of football. I don't care that it's... I think Denver's mile high. They're, they've lost their home field advantage, in my opinion. Just like Green Bay always used to have it. Like, maybe your stats will tell me otherwise. I don't, I don't, you know... I can remember... Do you remember the days when it was just... It was a it was a lock that teams like Green Bay would go eight and zero at home. Yep. Denver would go eight and home eight and zero at home. Like Seattle eight and zero. Like those days are long gone. I mean, clearly the NFL's got a lot of parity, but so that's that. This this doesn't even scare me that it's in Denver. Uh, I think Mahomes could throw a ninety nine yard touchdown pass in the air. I hope so. It'd be like that it's, old Powerade commercial like, or whatever that right? was. Yeah, he's throwing one. Of, what are those phone? What are those uh, Nerf with the the things you can throw? Like, uh, it looks like a joust. Travis uh, used to throw those yeah. things. You should go to like, uh, yeah, just throw those things a mile. Yeah. So good I, story again. I know, right? Travis doesn't listen to the podcast. Clearly, no. he should. Well, he plasters. He should listen to the podcast while yeah. he plasters. Five and a half is now. I again. I'm. I think every. T- in my opinion, every Kansas City and Ram spread. At this point, should be at least a touchdown. Mm-hmm. At least they're just they look like the two best teams in football. And it's I said I was going to be quick because I was going to ride. This was easy to say I'm riding Kansas City, so I'm taking Kansas City minus five and a half, and I'm going to get some more white wine. All right, <laughs> this commercial break or John's pick is brought to you by Sam getting more wine. Um, yeah, Kansas City has been. Solid, fun to watch, really exciting. They can definitely put up points. I think they'll, even with last week, San Francisco would have covered if Garoppolo didn't get hurt because he was about to score at that period of time and it just totally deflated that team and he got uh, let out of, or he got, you know, taken off in a cart. Um, but with that being said, you know, Casey has not had an offense like this in, in quite some time. And Denver went on the road, got beat by Baltimore. Kansas City is a team that's used to playing in the altitude. Um, I think even last year, Mahomes' last game was at Denver, his his first game that he actually played. So um, I think just from the pure fact of they've got a lot of momentum going, they have a lot, weapons all over the place that can score, and Hunt really hasn't even gotten going yet, so they still have that element of running the ball. Uh, I like Kansas City as well to cover this one. So... Um, that concludes our picks. Sam is still out choosing from his wine cellar, which means it's just probably a cupboard in his pantry, choosing from his bottle, bottles of wine next to his 14 boxes of mac and cheese, a couple of granola bars, maybe a bottle of water, uh, a can of ravioli, um, some old ramen noodles, a half bag of chips, and probably some, maybe a dead mouse under a corner somewhere because his pantry is like that of a two-year-old kid that went to a grocery store i can't wait to hear this oh and he's back i'm yes do we want to we have another section of session of uh did you cover the game yet or no oh you did oh you did yes okay and i mean one of those you said so have you ever had this brand of wine before josh yeah yeah it's good it's good they got different many different tastes and flavors blends what do you call them blends, blends that yes. they're all called so we're doing a sauvignon blanc yeah it's so good I've had it. I don't know why I'm opening it yet. I still have my Chardonnay. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I covered Casey in Denver. Oh, okay. Good. I took Casey as well. You took Casey as well. I okay. just, I, I know Denver's good on the on, at home, September stats and all that. I just think Casey's a team that has a momentum. And I, and I mentioned 
briefly in my analysis that Mahomes, I think his first start when he played last year, I think it was at Denver. Mm. He played. I think it was the last game of year. I'm not sure or not. I, but I'm pretty sure it was. I, I just think Casey's got too much momentum and they yeah. can score on yeah. anybody. Yeah. Again, my three are you know Miami, the Rams, and Casey are my. I'm riding. I'm not saying that those are my locks, and we're going to get their locks here in a second. I'm just saying that those. I'm going to ride the teams that cover the spread. You just got to. You got to play it out and see what happens. Yep. Well, it's time for the. Uh, this is where we make our money. Or where Jay Powell loses it for us. Yes. To be fair, we all went. We lost all of our picks last week for this one. So this is the the uh, Powell for the week. Jay Powell gave. He had no hesitation with giving his picks today. He didn't. Uh, he just gave a pick. He didn't even kind of. You just fight it at all there. or give an excuse of why you didn't like it or anything like that. So Jay Powell's pick for our main $30 slash unit Powell is he's going to take the under in the Pittsburgh Baltimore game. The over under is 51. Now we're going to make, you know, we're going to make this bet Sunday morning because, well, I mean, I suppose I could make it tonight. I always make the bet Sunday morning. If we see the line shifting big time, we'll make it earlier. But we'll go off of fifty-one. And again, we 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 there's times where we can change. We'll we'll change our Powell's the day of. Uh, again, I'm gonna tweet out our picks. But Jay Powell is gonna take the under of Baltimore Pittsburgh uh, under fifty-one. Do you have your pick, or would you like me to go? Why don't you go ahead? Okay. So one of the games I talked about earlier that I like, and I. Was I was hesitating to do it just because the number is so large, but I just think that given the situation, I think the Chargers can score no problem a ton of points on most defenses, especially San Francisco. San Francisco is in a tough spot. They're on the road, lost their quarterback. I don't think they're going to have a whole lot of fight in them. So I'm going to take the Chargers minus 10.5 for the Powell A pick. Yep. Um, I like that one. And if you didn't, would I be banned from taking it? No, no, no. no. That would be the case. We would J Powell wouldn't be in any of these. Picks. Yes, exactly. And we tried to do that early on, and and we just said screw it. Uh, I like the game. I like is I like the experienced coach with the experienced quarterback playing on the road against a rookie, his first start um, against you know with a with an unproven coach. Uh, so Seattle, I like Seattle to cover minus three versus Arizona. I think it's just Pete Carroll versus a, a young coach, a rookie quarterback, and Russell Wilson on the road. He's, he knows how to win in Arizona. I take the Seahawks. You know what I love about you, John? There's a million things that I love about you. Oh, duh. So for actually, you know what? That's a good. That's a little good. We'll we'll pause here. We'll talk about you and I real quick before we get to where's the bread. Um. For those of you that don't know, most of you do know. Most of the people that are listening to this know how John and I know each other. But I will tell you, I'll tell the story about how John and I, and I know each other. So, uh, John and I both went to Eau Claire for college. John's from Sister Bay. He went to Gibraltar High School. I went to Appleton East High School. We both live in Appleton now. Appleton, I live in Kimberly. I'm Appleton, but Kimberly, whatever. John's Kimberly. Appleton. Yeah, wait in a bit for that one. Um, so the first day of college, uh, our friend Jim and I, at this point, it's me and Jim I went to high school with, uh, we, we, go to, we get dropped off by our, uh, our parents at Eau Claire, and you know, it's like two or three days before school starts, whatever. That's always like the best 
the best weekend of college, right? As you figure out once you get to college that the weekend before Labor Day is by far the best weekend of college. So Jim and I are like, let's go play some hoops. So let's go pick up, you know, some pickup hoops at uh at the courts, you know, by all the uh, dorms. So Jim and I are just leaning against the fence, sitting there, putting our shoes on, whatever. And up comes this guy, and he's like, "Hey guys, what's going on?" And Jim and I look at each other, kind of like, "Who the fuck is this guy?" Oh, and <laughs> and so we're like, "Not much. What's going on?" He's like, "I'm John," and we're like, "Yeah, I'm Sam. I'm." You know, I'm Jim. So that's how we meet. That's how John and I meet and John and Jim meet, whatever. And we play basketball, whatever. John ends up being, long story short, to fast forward, there's a group of us from college, Kashuta, Thurs, Kamke. Kashuta's from Three Lakes. Kamke and Thurs are from uh, Wausau. All of us are friends because John basically did this to all of us. Well, you, you lived across the, road, the street from, or across the hall from Campy, right? Down the next door. Next door. Yeah. Okay. But you did it to, you, I don't did know, you did it to Kashuta, right? Yep. Yeah. So, so we all know each other because of Common, because he was outgoing and uh, just came up to random people and said hi. And yeah. he stuck with us because clearly he saw something special in all of us except Jim. Jim's Jim. Well, my parents always made me go up to bums that were against walls and, and say hi to people. So <laughs> you guys were up against a chain link fence, and I figured you might need help. So anyways, that's okay. That's, why don't you do such a great story? <laughs> well, I'm just, you know, that's why get, we, getting, you know, getting the mood back up here. It's that's, why we lo- that's why we love John. Uh, John's, John, um, John's one of my best friends. But how does that go back to my Seattle? Place? I'll tell you. Oh. I'll tell you. Because you always surprise me. Oh. And you surprise me with your picks. Every time I think you're going somewhere, like even, you know, we go through analysis and I can tell kind of games you like, you don't like, whatever. And even when we didn't do this and we were two, a year ago or two years ago and we would get picks and we would go through text and you send a pick, I'm like, what the fuck is John picking this for? Th- th- your picks always surprise me. I would have thought you would have picked six, seven, eight other games. Yeah. So anyways. Well, I liked yours and I couldn't take that and I... I like Jacksonville. I just didn't have the confidence in that one yet. Um, so that's what I took, you know? And it's one of those where, hey, it works, so, you know, so many times. And we will also save the other uh, John Conlon Eau Claire basketball court story for another time. <laughs> for another time, yeah. Because that's fabulous. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. So let's, uh, all right. So we got our, our Paule is going to be Pittsburgh, Baltimore under 51. And you can track this on. Twitter. Twitter. Yes. I will be tweeting this. Spread and bread. At spread and bread. Check. Brought to you by the unintentional. Check on Sunday morning. And no, there's there has been no um traffic. Well, I don't I have the website saved. Yeah. I don't have it up. Okay. Yeah. If you want to write, ideally, I have a, the website is obviously the unintentional.com. Now I'm not gonna copy people. There's plenty of people doing media stuff, whatever. But if you've been on the ringer.com, that's kind of the idea of it, right? There's podcasts, there are articles, it's not all sports, there's people writing about music, and I don't want to get into the whole politics and religion game. Oh no, that'd be so much fun. I, God, good lord, if we ever get a politic podcast. I'm going to do church chat on Thursdays. If you want to be, if you want to provide content for my website, I want, reach out to me. Spread and bread at Gmail. I'm I'm dead serious. I know. Because like right now I, I could put up the I want what I need to do is put up the website and just have the link to the podcast, but obviously it's not a necessity because I have 
Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts and all that stuff. Yeah. But if you want to write something, and I've got people that have reached out that said they'll do, they're going to provide content, they want to do some stuff, okay? And I won't say their names online, we can do it you know, offline, I'll tell you. But if you do want to, reach out to me, because if I have a bunch of people that want to do it and they have stuff that they can put up, I'll put it up. Yep. Okay? All right. So, I don't know how we just segue. Anyways, Poway is going to be Pittsburgh, Baltimore, under 51, Chargers, minus 10 and a half, Seattle, minus 3. Yes. I'll tweet, oh, Twitter, yeah. I'll tweet those out on Sunday, and we'll also tweet out our other two parlays that we do do that we have been way more successful on. Yes. Maybe we should just put all of our money on the secondary parlays and screw the first one. Well, you know what happened then. Yeah, right. Which brings us to where's the bread? Where is the bread? I am omitting the F word because I said it some, I've said it yeah. last week enough for the rest of the season. So where's the bread? I like the fact that we do, I think I want to do two locks a week. Two picks each for where's the bread. Last week you went first, you did two, and then I did two. I don't, I think we just pick stuff. I'll, since I got Chargers first and you got, and you liked it and you wanted Seattle. You can go ahead. You want me to go first? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'll take, I'm going to take Kansas City minus five. Okay. You're riding them. I'm not touching the Rams. But we have to wait then. What? Oh, no, that's just a lock. That's just a that's lock. That's my lock, yeah yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, that's my lock. Yeah. We, we should really start parlaying our blocks. Well, we should. And just take j Powell out of this equation, even if for a little bit. True. God, did everyone get killed on teasers last week? Suckers bet. Oh, whew, yeah. those were bad. Those When you take a six or seven point favorite and they lose, I mean, that's just, you're done. So anyways, my first lock, do you want me to keep give me my second lock? Or Go no? ahead. Okay. So my first lock is going to be Kansas City minus five. I love it. Um... I just, I, I, they're playing at an amazing level right now, and I just, I think you'd be crazy to go against it. I have a bunch of other ones written down. Obviously, I could give you Miami because that's my other one on the list, but I'm not going to do it. Uh, I talked about this earlier. I talked about it in the Powell lane. I talked about it when we were picking games. I'm going to take the over in the San Francisco uh, LA Chargers game of over 46 and a half. Uh-huh. I just, I really truly think that the Chargers are going to put up 40 points, and that given. There's no way the 49ers will not put up at least 10 just in garbage time crap. Sure. So those are my two locks. Kansas City, I think I said five. Mine is five and a half. I will take that up to, I'll take that up to nine and a half. It's not going to get there, but if it was nine and a half, I'd still take Kansas City. Oh, well, that's a bit aggressive. And this Chargers 49ers over under, I would take up to 49 and a half. But it's at 46 and a half. Yeah. Those are my where's the bread locks of the week. I like, I'll stick with, uh, AFC West. I'm taking Oakland. Going back to that one. Oakland as my lock. I think that they just, again, losing a lot of those close games. Mayfield getting another week to prepare for the rookie. He goes on the road. He's coming going to come off as high. I think he probably plays well, but just not well enough. Oakland wins that game, and they get their first win at home uh, against Cleveland. Lock that one in. Second lock of the week. Oh man, there's so many, there's so many close ones where it's hard to choose. I was hoping you were going to say there's so many tasty ones. No, the, well there there are some tasty ones, oh. but I think I think this is a better week for over betting potentially than it is for spread betting. Yeah, okay. you know it's funny. We started this tonight, and I before okay before we started this tonight, yeah. I looked at the I did the board. I'm like I don't like any of these games, and we talked through them. And I didn't really like many of the games, as you can you can tell as I was talking about yep. them. But I started kind of liking them more in my head. Yep. And now as we're doing these, I'm like, I can actually kind of like some of these games a little bit more. Well, Maybe it's the wine. It's 
Definitely the wine. Try the wine. Um, how about, you know, for me, I, I like, um, I, I look at even that New Orleans game at 50 points. I think New Orleans has been giving up enough points here and there. New Giants get to play at home. I think New Orleans puts up 30 points no matter what. Easy. Easy. Easy 30 and I think points. The, I think the Giants, Beckham. Can they do 20? Yes. That would be my fear. Well, because but, but against Houston, who has a good defense, they scored plenty on the road last week. What was the score of that game? In the 20s. I don't even know. We can fact check and edit, edit this. Yeah. But, no, like but, they beat, but they beat Houston by more than a touchdown. Yeah. So... I think New Orleans scores 30 plus. I think the Giants score 20, and that hits the over. Okay. So Oakland minus three, and over New Orleans, as I'm writing this down, Giants 15 and a half. Yes. Okay. Again, subject to change. Subject. To oh, we yeah. will we'll yes. tweet. You know, those are picks. Where, where we actually get it in. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Well, once we get to Sunday morning and we do our rapid fire texting, which here's what I don't get. You do this, I think I'm the only one that doesn't do it. We'll text, we have, a, we have our text ring, the three of us. Actually, Evan is on it too for whatever. He probably hates when we're doing all this stuff. But, like, it'll be like, someone will text, bam, 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 bam. And then you ask, ask a question. Like, well, last week, we were going back and forth with picks. And then we're like, Jay Paul, you're up. It's like yeah. 45 minutes goes by. he was the one that initiated. Yeah, he initiated. Yeah. He, like, made the first pick. And I'm like, are you asleep. going to make a pick? There's... What the hell is going on? Yeah. That drives me nuts. Yeah. I mean, at least I could say, well, at least Conlon's made me, you know, fetching after his three daughters. Yes. Jay Paul's kids are... Can't say that I was on the crapper because if I was on the crapper, well, you'd have your phone, phone with you. Yes. Correct. Yes, you'd have your phone with you. So anyways, I just like to get to... Typically, we get them rapid fire and I'll tweet them. So we'll get three parlays out for sure. I didn't know where to fit this in. But a stat to pay attention to for folks at home when you're looking at clearly, like, clearly, by the way, this is where you fit it in. Well, no, no. <laughs> right? Well, yeah, I fit it in now, but I didn't know how to segue it in earlier. When you're looking at games, there's a stat that all the sharp betters in Las Vegas look at as the season goes on, and it's yards per play, net yards per play teams, the teams that have the best net yards per play over the course of the season are the ones that typically play best against the spread. Is this weird that, um, first off, I was talking to a friend of mine, a work friend, Yeah, had a meeting this afternoon, and they're like, love the podcast, it's great. It's like, I love your buddy, he's, he's hilarious. And he actually told me he goes yards per play. He actually brought that up today. Okay. So, a certain guy, we're on the same page, net yards per play leaders after three weeks, Redskins, we're on a bye. Rams, Bucks, Dolphins, and Bengals combined against the spread, 12 and 3. So keep that in mind. So I should write those teams down that cover the spread. What are the teams? Rams, Bucks, Dolphins, Bengals, and Redskins. Redskins are on a bye. Okay. And those, is, it, is it ironic that two of those are on my list that have covered, you know, yeah, yeah, Rams and Dolphins? Yeah. You know what team it isn't on there? Chiefs, the but Chiefs. because their net yards get pulled back because their defense is not great. Okay, I think. But that, that is that is a key indicator for a lot of Las Vegas sharp betters. Okay. okay Good, to Good to know. Yeah. Good to know. And it's basically yards that you make per play versus your average of your opponents. Sure. Netted out. Okay. Someone just to look at pure There's... yards. 
There are so many insane stats. But that is that is an overarching one that sticks out okay. uh, year after year that you'll hear a lot of uh, some of the the wise guys, if you will, cons- consistently talk about. So. I, I like to go off a of feel, and clearly I'm killing it off a of feel. Yeah, well, it did work two weeks ago. That is true. Yeah, well, well whatever. I didn't, and I didn't even flip the coin yet. I'll have to flip the coin tomorrow morning. I'll see how that goes. But All right, so that takes care of our Poways, and where is the bread? Yep. Uh, again, we'll tweet that stuff out Sunday morning. Um, house cleaning from last week. Keeping. Housekeeping. Nope, house cleaning. We're cleaning the house. We're oh. cleaning up the house. Okay. This is the house. Usually at a meeting, though, they say a couple of housekeeping issues to take care oh, of before we cleaning. adjourn for the day. Yeah, and that's why we're calling this the house cleaning. Oh. So I'm cleaning up the issues from last week. Okay. And this is the house we're in, and we, we have to clean it up. Okay. I don't think the Nina kid is getting the car. No. Thank God. What he should, what here's, he, as we talked about this, for those that weren't a part of this, it was Kimberly versus Nina. Even though I'm not a Kimberly guy, I can give you a summation of the story. Nina wanted to beat Kimberly because Kimberly's a powerhouse team. The, the father for one of the Nina players said, if you beat Kimberly, I'll buy you a car. Kimberly won 38 to nothing, which was one of the best things I saw all weekend. Okay. I didn't know that Nina was ranked fourth in the state. Yeah. That was. Well, if 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 I was a Kimberly parent and my kid played for the team, I would have found my, any way possible to put a, a junky scrap heap car in front of that kid's house on Saturday morning. That that a rusted out that piece of crap. Great car. idea. And I and I would still do that. Here's your effing car, kid and dad. Address yeah. it to the dad. Maybe spray and, paint thirty eight zero on yeah, it. Yeah, thirty eight zero and leave it there. Mm. So if any of you Kimberly parents that have a connection, that's my idea. I didn't do it. <laughs> go ahead and <laughs> go ahead and <laughs> so so police call Commons house. I'm an instigator. Uh, there's a car that was left in the Nina. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. Oh, okay. So that was fun. Highlight of the weekend. Yeah. I. Yeah. Spoiled kid sucks against Kimberly. Gets her ass kicked. Has no impact on the game. Dad can go. Uh, you know. Uh, I can say a lot of things. Yeah, we will. Dad can just, go. Yeah, you know, go. Uh, kick rocks. That's fine. Um. We we brought it up earlier. I don't know if you have anything, but I just have a few things before I get into my my main uh, monologue. It's not a monologue at that point. It's I guess it's a uh, diatribe, whatever. Uh, Tiger, awesome, uh. awesome day for golf. Thank God, football was so awful on Sunday, and even before football was awful, I told I told Tanya I said I just want to let you know I'm going to be useless today. I'm going to sit on the couch and watch the Packers. And then I'm turning golf on at 2.30 or 3 if the game sucks, and I'm watching golf. Yeah. And that is exactly what happened. Yeah. And that was awesome. Yeah. Well, it's back. They showed the crowds. And you, oh. you can see on Twitter, Instagram. Like, it's amazing. And Rory, he made a comment. If come, coming off the course, he looks at somebody and goes, holy shit. He's like, this oh, is yeah. ridiculous. Did you see him? He, he runs up. It was, I, don't, I think it was when they were coming to the green. He runs right before the crowd was allowed yeah. to be on the fairway, whatever. Yeah. If you haven't seen it, you guys have got to go check it out. It's it's incredible. It's yeah. it's just an insta- insane scene. He comes up to Tiger and must have said like, "Enjoy or good luck, whatever." Yeah. And he like taps him on the shoulder, whatever. And then he just freaking bolts. Yeah. And then it's just Tiger walking up the fairway to the eight, yeah. to the eighteenth green, and there's, it's he's like the Pied Piper. I love the fact that golfers have this these this is sport of all these rules and etiquette and stuff like that. And it's like everyone get on the fairway and yeah, walk behind the walk behind the golfer. Like just trash the fairway. Well because a lot of the big golf people have been waiting ten years or 
you know, not 10 years, but quite some time for this to happen. Oh, this is, it's it's the greatest thing for golf by far. And, and now Tiger walks in and he played so well last week. Mm-hmm. And his press conference for the, the Ryder Cup, they're like, you know. Oh, I didn't see it. They're making comments of, someone asked him about, you know, they're, they're, some of these players are excited to play against you. Yeah, yeah. And bring it, and he's like, he's, and he's basically like, bring it on. Yeah. Like he's like, yeah. all right, let's go. He's ready to, yeah. he is ready. It's amazing to me. And I guess this this goes to show you the etiquette, again, of golf and the fans and stuff like that. When they when when Tiger's walking up, you know he's what 150 yards out, whatever, from the green, and he's walking up, and there are hundreds of people behind him. Two security guards. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, there's not like a wall of yeah. security guards. Right. There are two security yeah. guards. Yeah, walling off everyone because yeah. everyone's like, yeah. I'm not going to be that guy. Yeah, I'm not an idiot. Yep. this is awesome to see. I'm going to walk. And there's one guy like that was walking. Probably he was probably five to ten feet to the right of Tiger. But he was probably like five feet ahead of him, and he's just kind of walking, and he's kind of looking at him, and he's taking a couple pictures, whatever. I'm like, if everyone in this world could act like that, yeah, like just don't be an asshole, yeah, you know, right. And now I'm not saying golf fans aren't they're the greatest, whatever. But like you watched one of the greatest athletes ever, yep. one of the most popular athletes ever, and hundreds of people be within feet of this guy. Yeah, Let anyone could have done away. anything, and there was two security guards, and everyone's just like, we're gonna enjoy this moment. It's a gentleman's game. Sam. It's unbelievable. Yeah. I, I thought it was well, you know, they show the clips of him walking into the, the course and he's got he's wearing like his Nike workout stuff, his tight shirts, he's got his dry fit golf mm-hmm. shirt on a hanger, and he's mm-hmm. like head on backwards, he's just strutting in like he's back. Tiger is it's back. Yeah, let's so I know it's the rider rider cup, you never know what's gonna happen, obviously. It just sucks. It starts at like three in the morning. I wish I was one, I thought up. that it was gonna be early, yeah. I mean you, you can get you know what the, the replays will be on in the afternoon, but Come in the morning, I'm be like checking my phone, yeah, yeah. And be like, "Oh yeah, US is up I wish, or down." Or I whatever. wish the pairings came out earlier, because they don't come out till like tomorrow. Do they? Tomorrow, even t- yeah. late tomorrow. Uh, it'll be early. Well, it'll be early because it'll be late. There oh tomorrow. yeah, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. Good. So point. by tomorrow good morning, point. we'll know. Yeah, I wish it was. A little, I just wish it'd be. Ni- it would be nice. I was hoping for DraftKings, and yeah. that's not going to happen. They won't do. It's just too you hard. can't do it because yeah. the matchups don't. I don't think that they don't announce all the matchups yeah. right away, do they? Right. Isn't no, it like, no, uh, no. yeah. No, it's and. I, regardless of what happens with Tiger in the Ryder Cup, yeah. it's it's awesome. He's yeah. he's the favorite at the Masters because he's playing well, but mainly because he's Tiger and people like to bet on him. Well, he's played, but it's awesome. I mean, this is this yeah. is what this this sport needs. It's the second most events he's played in like the last ten years or, or more. Yeah, or more. yeah, I, I heard so that. So his yeah. back is holding up. It's yep. like you know. But now the question is: is five years down the road, do we find out? You know, he's. Saw some special doctor and whatever else, but who cares? But what, how many people are we going to find out about? Care? How what? many people are we going to find that out about? Oh yeah, right, exactly. But and, and, hey, good for him. He's back. He's healthy. I mean, yeah. a year ago he was passed out in the middle of the road, slurring. <laughs> Have you ever watched that? Oh, yes. Okay. If you haven't watched that, great. Google yeah. that one because that is hilarious. And while we're at it, if you haven't looked on Twitter or Instagram. They're you know they have the Ryder Cup galas and whatnot. Oh jeez, I saw the picture today. I think I'm thinking you're gonna talk about. Uh, you talk about Reed's wife. Yes, <laughs> Patrick Reed's wife is cringe-inducing. I mean, I love that you just used the word cringe, and that is such a seventh and eighth grade. Term, I mean, or eighth uh, and ninth what, grade word. At first, you cringe-worthy. Know, she is. Now I. Know. I've never seen her before. I I saw someone post on Facebook, and you commented on it. I was just happened to look at it and yeah. saw it tonight, and I'm like. Now I've never I, seen her. Now I know why there's a stake driven between Reed's family and and 
him. She's the one that's doing it, and supposedly she's like just she's the reason that he doesn't oh, talk to his really? family. Oh, I didn't like know that. that. Oh, you look geez. at her, and she is. Yeah. Well, she is. Uh, well, you know. Just there you go. Google Patrick Reed's wife, and Google Tiger Woods uh, DUI or whatever. Because it's arrest. I watched that video when that happened. I bet you twenty times, yeah. and I laughed. Hard, as hard the 20th time that I did it. And he thought, he, well, he's done with it now. Oh, like, he's never going to be so back. funny. And he's back. He's back, baby. It he's is, back. It's it's exciting. Yes, it's, it's exciting. Great. Okay. USA. USA. USA, yes. Hopefully they win the Ryder Cup. Spread and bread. Spread and bread. USA. Unintentional. I was going to mention this before earlier, and I didn't, and this is really, really minuscule. We talked last week, going back to the wine, yeah. which, by the way, again, people like the wine segment. Yeah, like they really yeah. do. They enjoy it. We, that's called a value added. You know, I tell you what, area. we've this podcast has copied a lot of other podcasts, right? I mean, there's a ton of podcasts. Well, yeah, no, I mean, but, there's a ton of podcasts that that pick lines, mm-hmm. that pick the games and do spreads, whatever. Okay. It's you know, I'm not sure anyone does a bottle of wine each night, and sometimes a bottle and a half. Yeah. Well, yes, exactly. Uh, so, I actually, when I was with my two work friends, they were with another work person they share a office building with. This guy was talking about when he was out in Cal. I think it was means he was in California, California, Arizona, and ran into a, a guy that owned a wine, if you own a winery or a vineyard or whatever. And he and my work buddies said, "Hey, this Sam's doing a podcast now. It's it's awesome, great setup. They do this wine thing, whatever." And the guy's like, "I'll see if I can get some wine of this, and we'll talk to the guy and see if we can." Oh yeah, I'm not even get free wine. I'd say hey, it's. I'm like. Let's not oversell this podcast. There's, no, we got some listeners, but not but a ton. What if we can get the winery to promote? And well, that's it, that's the point, yeah, right? I mean, go. I don't. You don't. Need, you want to send me? You want to send us yeah. some bottles of wine? Yeah. We will drink it. Yes, and we will promote the hell out of your wine. Absolutely. I hope it's in stores around sure. here so people can buy it. Yes. But yeah, we'll do it. So, anyways, yes, uh, that was kind of cool. But anyways, yeah. the wine thing. We talked last week about Woodman's and the yes. pricing and everything. Well, you talked about festival. I talked about festival, and then you said, if you think festival, or don't go to festival, go to Woodman's. Yeah. Oh, my God. Even though it's all in the other way, on the other side of town. Oh, that's worth it. I would have drive 45 minutes to get the prices of Woodman's. Yeah. So I went there last, I think I went there last Thursday right away, just to check it out. I think I was in the area. And I was like, holy shit. Yeah. This is cheap. And I just yeah. bought like a bottle, a bottle or two of it. And then uh, Friday night, Tanya and I had Dick and Mary over for dinner. Oh, that must have been enjoyable. We had the kids. Uh, we grilled out, stuff like that. So I went to Woodman's again and bought, like, you get there, I'm like, I'm like a kid in a candy store. And I'm like, I'm going to buy, like, a lot of bottles of wine now. Yeah. It's so cheap. It's a great deal. It's, it's literally, like, the 19 Crimes, nine ninety nine at Festival. And I don't want to trash Festival. I love Festival. nine ninety nine at Festival. Six ninety nine at Woodbins. Yeah, that's just pure simple math. Unbelievable. Yeah. There, now, what, uh, Woodman's is not going to be as helpful as a festival will because Woodman's is so busy, and all that's ever in there are wine distributors like putting their stuff up, so they have no employees like roaming the shelves. So you're no. just lost yeah. looking for stuff. Yep. But it's well worth it. You can find a lot of great deals, and uh, you know the great beer selection. And I just. You know, these wines that we have here, you buy these at a festival, you're paying easily $4 more a bottle. So the there, no, now there are some that are about the same. When, when they're running specials. Oh, well, the thing is, yeah, well, half the, th- half the stuff's on specials. But there, yeah, I mean, there are some that, okay, I looked at them, oh, those are the same, whatever. But for the most part, you can go there. I mean, there's a, there's a white wine that, that 
we normally drink that's ten ninety nine at festival and it was six ninety nine at Woodman's and yeah. like Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah, absolutely. So local folks, it's employee owned. It's a great organization. It's it's a crap show on the weekends. Don't go there like on a Friday afternoon. It is busy as can be. But I was uh, there Friday. The I was there Friday getting wine for that. Whatever. Anyways, are there shopping carts? Maybe we could get some new shopping carts. Those are loud. They're loud. Yeah, it's so awful. I was like, when I was there last week, I'm like, maybe I just got a bad shopping cart. And then I went there again tonight to get wine for the weekend. I bought eight bottles of wine, sixty-three dollars. Well, that's cheap. And I didn't. It's not like I'm buying. Give me the cheapest shit. I'm just like, all right, I'm gonna get. I got some reds. I got some whites. I got you know. I got some whatever. Yeah, we got it. And that's talking wine. I've been there three times. Same woman has worked. At the register, yeah, all oh, three yeah, times. I, I know the one. Okay. Yeah. Um, Brunette. Yep. A little bit longer hair. Yep. Quasi, maybe our age, maybe a little bit younger. Yeah, probably our. Yeah. yeah, I would say that. Okay. She's always very pleasant. So as you go around, and there's a lot, she's great. And there's as you go around to all the wine section, there's instant rebates, and it says you have to use it on the full register, the full checkout. You can't yeah. go to the self checkout. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've got to go yeah. to the full register, or whatever. So the first time I was there, I looked at him like, God, do I need to grab coupons, or do I need a special? Grocery card, whatever. So I bought the first. This I'm like, I'm gonna figure it out. I'm not even gonna ask. I'm just gonna buy like one that has an instant and one that doesn't. And I'll figure it out when I get there. Like that's my way of solutions, you know. So, anyways, I got there and I realized what happens. Whatever. So the second night I went there and I had like four bottles that were instant rebates, and I put them on the and I put them on the little area as the other person in front of me is checking out. And I see her as the receipts kind of printing for the girl in front of me. She starts grabbing a bunch of rebate cards, whatever. Yeah. So she starts checking me out. I go, do you have all of these rebates memorized? And she's like, yep. Yep. She I'm like, knows. you got to be kidding me. Yeah. They're and amazing. Like, tonight, I bought eight bottles, and she took a little bit more time tonight looking. Yeah. And I was getting rebates that I don't think I should have gotten. Yeah. I don't know. But yeah, I'm like, just, this is awesome. You just say, hey, she's thanks, amazing. Have, have a good weekend. She's Go awesome. She's, she is great. Well, side note, I bought uh, six bottles of wine last week of just that specific kind I bought additional but besides that and i said why are the, why is a price like this these bottles of wines i bought not the ones that we're drinking tonight were 4.99 a piece okay i use my vivino app a little plug for vivino if vivino wants to sponsor this vi vino rates at, rates wines it's done independently by people all over the world great way to figure out what wines are good and average prices the wine that was 4.99 a bottle it was a pinot noir was 20 three dollars retail everywhere else in the country i said why are you selling it because i didn't tell him what the price i go why is this he goes because the distributor doesn't come here and stock the shelves they don't do any work so we kick the distributor out so we kick their wine out okay so well, put it on you, special this was on was it like one of the end caps yes. whatever it's 4.99 a bottle not the one that you brought the other day the no other week. no and i just opened can you it text me when you get stuff like that please jesus well i'm trying to hold back so i can go back and grab okay so here's what we need to do we're in the week no no well, whatever we already do the wine of the week. Yeah, it's getting late. This is gonna be a long podcast. Sorry, tough shit. Um, and I have a great story to tell. Oh God, and I but, gotta, I, but it's only next week. Okay, so wait for next week, folks. We, from now on, when we do our wines, we have to do the we have to do the app. Oh yes, and so we can at least say what the app is, like oh, what the app, what yes. it rates it as, right? We should be telling we're drinking this. Yes. This is what the app rates it as. Yes, and then as we go, like so, when Sam picks a shit wine, well, right? No, okay, here we go. <laughs> But at some point, like, are we going to drink a wine and go, like, this is really bad? Yeah. Well, so, I've tried not to do that. I've tried to, 
you know, since you're still new to this, I'm trying to give you stuff that you will like. I, I'm, I'm all for everything at this point. Okay. Am I going to have to go to get another bottle of wine? No, we'll be fine. Over? Let's hope we can finish the next. This is going to be like a two-hour pod, which is fine. Okay. Hey, people can fast forward. They can bitch about that it. That is true. I'm going to, and I'm going to get better at, in the description, putting time frames of what topics start when. Oh, Because I think it's nice for people. Yes. You know, oh, absolutely. I love that. I had someone say, all right, so I'm going to get into something here, which you know I'm going to get into. Oh, yes. And I was, I brought it up to someone last night and said, like, no one wants to hear that shit. And I'm like. Well, you know what? I think the people that listen to the podcast, I think kind of some of them oh, would so want to listen to it. to talk about. Why wouldn't you? So anyways, I'm going to use this time and I'm going to, this is my kind of, this is my monologue, whatever you want to call it. I'm not going to get into it as much as I thought I probably would have gotten into it three days ago because I've done some thinking about it, whatever. But I'm using this time and most of the people already know this. And this is my announcement that I'm officially retiring. Oh, from coaching, oh. from coaching uh, youth basketball. Oh, okay. I have a I have a crapload of notes because there's a stuff there's there was a ton of stuff that I wanted to say. Yeah, and I'm gonna not go through it all. Okay. So for those of you that don't know, I've coached the what is now the eighth graders. I've coached them for since they were like second or third graders. Okay. So first thing I want to say, any of you kids that are listening, absolutely love you. I cannot explain to you how much I love coaching you over the last five, six years, watching you guys grow as basketball players, kids, watching the, like watching the personalities and stuff like that. Like a lot of you kids, you guys have slept in my house. I've taken you to movies, um, experience a lot with these kids. So it's, it's great. It's great. The experiences that I've shared with these kids and I, and watching them, you know, as eight year olds, nine year olds to the fact, you know, now they're, you know, 13, 14 year olds. But I am done coaching. I was kind of going to give an explanation of why, uh, but you guys, people will understand why at this point when I talk. So just to kind of rewind of how Kimberly basketball works and the season works. It's terrible. Summation. Well, it's, there's issues. Whenever I, whenever I start seasons and most, most coaches do this too. We always have a beginning of the and uh, early season meeting to talk to the parents, set expectations, things like that. So I always kind of set expectations, what, what you can expect, things like that. The main thing I say, you know, the main thing I tell parents is if you have any issues, you know, let me know. You got my phone number, you got my email, you can text me, whatever. If you have any issues, if any problems, let me know. Like I'm, a, I'm not that difficult to talk to. I know some people think I am. Um, but if you have something, let me know. So our year goes on and no issues come up. No parents say anything, you know, whatever. There, you'll always hear rumblings. As you coach, anyone, anyone who's coached youth sports knows that you, all, you always hear rumblings about parents not happy for whatever reason. A lot of it, yes, a lot of it deals with the fact that their kids aren't playing as much as their kids, that they think their kids should be playing. But anyways, year goes on. Not, you know, not, not by Kimberly standards, a very successful year. Um, not by our, this team standards successful based on previous years, but in any case, things happen, right? When yep. from fifth grade to sixth grade to seventh grade, things happen. Kids change, kids grow, kids don't grow, all that stuff. Life. Yes. Life happens, life right? Life happens. And sometimes we take life too seriously. Sometimes we, and we always, and sometimes parents take sports way too seriously. Uh, uh, most of the times. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, so anyways, so what Kimberly does, the basketball program, they do surveys. Uh, for the most part. They've, they missed a year, you know, a few years ago, whatever. So surveys go out to all these parents. Parents can can uh, judge head coaches, assistant coaches, whatever they want. Both parents can do it. You don't, It's not just like you get one survey from a family. One family, you can get two surveys from a family. You actually might be able to get, I, I wonder if you could even get four, uh, one parent doing four surveys. I don't know. But surveys come out. And what happens is, it's a, it's like five to seven questions. I don't know. If, have you ever seen this survey? You've probably never heard it because you haven't. Your kids aren't old enough. No. So there's like five to seven questions that you rank from one to five, and it's one is strongly agree and five is strongly disagree, and it's stuff like does the coach have knowledge of the game? Uh, does the coach you know follow playing time guidelines? You know things like that. So I will say this: that the reason the surveys suck. Is because parents ruin the surveys. Clearly, of course. You know, like of course they're meant to be. In my opinion, and everyone does it. Like Appleton North, I know does them. Other school districts do them. They do them for baseball, basketball, football, whatever. Yeah, yeah. I think, in my opinion, a lot of the reason they're done is to give parents like a warm, fuzzy feeling. Like, hey, you to have feel input. Like they have a voice. You got a voice. You can talk about a coach. We'll we'll take your We're input. Open. We might change things. Yeah. You know, whatever. But. After this year, and we've been, we've I've had surveys in the past, but after this year, I've realized like parents completely ruin surveys. So I want to give you my thought on how, because I've done surveys in the past, and I want to tell I want to just kind of go through the survey questions first, right? So when you have a survey question that says the coach demonstrated knowledge of the game, to give me a five is completely asinine like that means that i have no five knowledge out, strongly out. disagree i strongly disagree that the coach has knowledge of the game and what's the scale one to five one you agree one you strongly agree, agree. two you agree three is neutral four you five. disagree and five you strongly disagree but you don't know much about basketball so that's like saying that at the beginning of the year i was like do we start four kids or five? do we start yeah. five kids four kids how many so, kids go on the court is if we shoot inside the free throw line is that three points or one so I like anyone that coaches, in my opinion, and let me let me say this again too. Yeah. Not again. Let me say first say this. This is a volunteer position. Yeah. Like I volunteer my yes. time to do this. Okay. Oh, Kimberly doesn't pay their their seventh Correct. grade. So to like when I'm when you're filling out a survey, and this is my advice to parents, because to you, if you ever do surveys, to anyone else that has younger kids, if you have one more survey to give, yeah. When you give surveys, if you want to try to make a point, don't. Don't lose your credibility by giving a coach all fives. Like to tell me, look, I may not have played college basketball or even varsity basketball, JV basketball. I pretty, I have a good knowledge of the basketball game, you know? So to tell me that I don't have any knowledge of the game is like, <laughs> that's pretty bad. It's a little ridiculous, right? I wish. Oh, Cubs went in the bottom of 10th. Oh, they did. I saw that they were tied. Oh. I wish that. Every survey that had all fours and fives were just thrown out. Because here's what happens. Parents get in front of their in, in front of their computer and they're like, I'm gonna show this coach. Yeah. Five, 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 five. <laughs> Screw him. He got all fives. Doesn't know anything. Yeah. Fives. And it's like that you're not proving yeah. anything. You know what I mean? Little Jim didn't play enough. Screw him. So I got, you know, so I had so my and I'm not gonna get into specifics of the surveys, comments, and all this, and we'll get the comments in a second, but I'm not gonna get into I'm not naming names. So anyone who's worried, I'm gonna like Go off because I've had. Oh people, damn it! I I've, thought this I was an outing. You probably section. actually would have loved this, but I've had other. I've had friends and other people say, 
dude, you got to watch yourself. I'm like, I'm not naming names. I'm not, I'm just addressing this situation. Yeah. Okay. I'm done coaching. I'm just, I'm, I'm talking yeah. on a podcast about these surveys and how I think parents should be able to, if they want to be relevant or well, they've, you these, know what? these surveys want to mean something, yeah. then do them correctly. Yes. Okay. Don't give all fives. That's just stupid. Yes. Don't give all fours. It's just stupid. Like no coach that ever coaches should have a four or a five for doesn't have any, like for knowledge of the game. Right. Well, it, you can't all five. That, that's just, you're being, you're being a jerk is really what you are. It's again, it's a quarter. It's, 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 it's a parent going five, 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 five right. in front of their, you yeah. know, in front of their computer. Right. I talked to, I have a lot of friends that I, that coach other program that have other programs and other, and other schools and stuff. And I talked to a couple of them this week just to let them know, Hey, I'm just letting you know, I'm not coaching. Cause I talked to a lot of them about tournaments and things like that. And I had one of them say, this is the exact reason why I do not let our program do surveys. I will never let my coaches be opened up to that kind of ridicule by parents because it's not fair to them. Right. They're volunteer coaches. They're doing the best they can, you know? So, and again, I've said this, I've done surveys, but you know what? The good thing is you get to fill out a survey. Well, not anymore. Well, I guess I get do. I yes, I do this year. I get. I would get to do a survey. Yes. Yes. Uh, I don't like. I I can do. I can do surveys on my assistant coaches. I don't because if I have a problem with my assistant coaches, you talk to. Them. I talk to them. Yes. And I have in the past. Like I've had issues with coaches. Well, that's we a talk. novel concept. You, I, right? you talk to people. It's in. It's in. It's incredible right. what communication would do, and you know, being an adult again. Friday morning, if you're sitting, getting ready for your Friday morning debriefing with your conference call or with your work boss or whatever it might be, don't email them. Talk to them. Yes. Things might be different. Communication is key. The other thing about surveys, so the other one of the questions that's funny is, so Kimberly has, and I'm sorry, I'm, I'm going to spend way too much time on this and most people care, but John Kimberly, seems like he's kind of annoying or uh, enjoying this. Yeah, no. You, well, you said Kimberly has, and I was going to say assholes, and then you could just say well, end of show. Thanks. Yeah, well, yeah, but so the other one of the questions is playing time. So we are required to play kids a certain amount of time. Yeah. I, I can agree with it. I cannot agree with it. Whatever. That's the re- reality of it. So we have ten tournaments leading up to the state tournament. In those ten tournaments before state, it is thirty-five or forty percent playing time. Okay. Do I need to get another bottle of wine? Mm-mm. Anyways, so when you have eight kids or nine kids, like you have, you got your five starters and you got kids on the bench. Typically what you do is you break up your, your halves into four sections. So if I have a 20 minute half, I've got four sections of five minutes. So five minutes goes, next four kids in, four kids out, five minutes goes, four kids out, four kids in. So if you do that, if you just go in, out, in, out, in, out, Everyone plays half. The, everyone plays fifty percent. Yeah. Right. So that's essentially what what my me and my assistant coach did. Not going to name his name. You know no. who he is. Whatever. No. No idea. So at that point, your ten tournaments, everyone's basically playing fifty percent. Your requirements forty percent. Now there are times where you get into tight games where kids play more at the end of the games. Sure. There's also times where you are blowing out teams by twenty or thirty, and the kids that would not play as much maybe in tight games play more. So I know for one hundred percent fact that we were over 40% playing time before we got the state tournament. Yeah. And it was probably closer to 50. So again, when I get to the follow playing time guidelines and I see anything other than a one or a two, it really kind of bothers me. Like, again, it's a parent in front of a, a, a computer and a keyboard going five, 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 five. Like, didn't you tell me how I didn't follow playing time guidelines? When were these surveys filled out? Uh, I think they're like a, within a month after the season. Oh, probably. okay. So it wasn't recently then. 
No, we just we just got him on Saturday. Which is so that is why would they wait five months till after the season is over to get the feedback? Wouldn't you want to know, I don't know. right away? So so what they do is they send they them don't out. take five months yeah. to go through. No, it. no, no, they send them out around the same time that they have like their preseason coaches meeting, which I didn't go to because I'm no longer coaching. Well, but I agree. I know what you're saying. Yeah. Are you no longer coaching because of the results, or you already had it in mind? You I was. There was part of me that wanted to see this group through. Yeah. I'll be honest. There was part of me, and I don't know what happens with my child. Yeah. Okay. There's part of me that wanted to see these these kids through because I love them and I've coached them since they were second and third graders. Yeah. There's part of me that was on the fence because it's a lot of time. Yeah. Like it's a lot of time to volunteer. Your life is a little bit different right now. It is. It is. I yes. I. I have a girlfriend. I did not have a girlfriend ever, ever. So yeah, <laughs> the last eleven so, years. So for yeah, I enjoy. I would no offense to the, yes. you know whatever. I had discussed that. I had discussed both options with her. This was probably the tipping point, you know. Yeah. And uh, full disclosure, I have had a lot of. I've had. I shouldn't say a lot because there's twelve. There's twelve people on the team. There's twelve kids in the team. I have had plenty of parents reach out on the team say to me. Hey, I heard you're not coaching anymore. Want to thank you so much for everything you've done oh, the last nice. year, the last whatever five nice. years. Which I respond, I'm like, hey, you have no idea how much it means to me. Okay. Yeah. So, but the flip, the the flip side of it is, is like, I, do I really need to? Ju- do I really? Can I justify spending all this time? Yeah. To be ridiculed. Sure. You know. So. Yeah. It was tough for me, yeah. but I tell you what, every single person that knows that I've done this has said. I don't. I don't blame you one bit. No, like I 100 percent understand well, why you did it. Just another reason why youth sports is going the way it is. Yes. So to finish up the survey talk, um, I've done. I've given surveys. I've done surveys on other coaches. Okay. I have an older son. I. I. He's been coached by plenty of plenty of people. I have always given those coaches the correct numbers that they have, like knowledge of the game. You're damn right this guy's got knowledge of the game. He exactly knows the game. I use my comment section for, here are facts. And this is why I think this is an issue. Or what could be done? I don't ever sit there and say, well, this kid was this, and something about the coach's kid. Like, it's never, a lot of the stuff is opinionated stuff. Like, you think that this kid was this. I will give facts. I've given facts and surveys. This is what happened. This is why I think this is an issue. So for all you parents out there, first off, don't give fours and fives to volunteer coaches. It just, it makes your credibility goes out the window. It doesn't, it just shows that you're spiteful. Number you're two, not putting thought into it. you're just not, you're just pounding on a five. And number two, in your comments, just be, you know, give facts. I'm not, I'm not saying I'm, I've never said I was the greatest coach. I have said for the last year or two that this group and I've told the group, you guys need a new voice. Like, I feel like you're numb to me. So I'm happy that, I'm happy that this group does have a new, that, that they're going to have a new voice. And I, I don't, I wish them the best. Well, we're going to be doing this, record comparing for this all year, year. Right? I know, I right? I'm so going to be. Oh, yeah. I can't I, wait. I just, I love the group. I don't, I, I love the, I love the kids. Clearly, yeah. they're, they're not, I'll never say anything bad about the kids. Are not. one, are kids better than others at basketball? Yeah. That's why kids play more than other kids at when you get to state. Like it's just the reality of competition. These kids are a year away from high school. Yeah. Like it's, not everyone can play equal. Like right. not everyone's going to be the next LeBron that's the or Aaron Rodgers or Mike Trout. Yes. And that's the biggest problem. We talked a little bit about like parents. Like 
everyone has a false sense of reality about what these kids are going to be, yeah. you know, and you know, Jameson, I like, I haven't, you know, my Jameson's my oldest, my, he's a year older than Caden, but he he's complained about coaches, not just Kimberly, but AAU and whatever. And I've said to him, I go, be better, work harder, do more. Like if you think you're going to get better in three hours of practice for Kimberly hoops in a week, you're, you're crazy. Yeah. Like you need to be in the driveway. You need to be all back. You need to go to the Y watch games. I preached to this group of kids for the last three, four years, watch basketball games. Go and watch college basketball, watch NBA, learn the game. You can be as skilled as you want, but if you don't understand the game and you don't know how to make decisions in a game, what, what good is it? But I've told Jameson all the time, I'm like, you make it impossible for that coach not to play you. Don't complain to me. Yeah. If you think that you're not, you're getting screwed on playing time, then work harder. And if you don't, if you don't want to, then that means that you don't love the game enough, yeah. you know? So it's been an interesting week for me. I don't, you can, if you want to have any comments, I'll look through my notes here if I have anything else to say, but you can, or questions. Well, no, I, yeah, it's, it's, hey, kudos to you to know when you want to back away and it's good because you get some more of your life back. It's, it's unfortunate that you have to deal with the world that we live in today where everybody wants feedback and they want to have their voice heard. I get under, I understand that part of it, but when it comes down to it, is those people would never want to be in the position that you were in because they would never give up their weekends to go coach and do all that crap. They want to stand on the sidelines and judge from a distance and say, well, I would have done it this way. Well, then why didn't you do it? Well, I just, I don't have the time to do it. Well, there you go, right? And so they judge from a distance, they cast stones, and then all of a sudden things don't go the way they want them to, and their kid is not playing the way they thought they would. They're just not going to be an NBA player shocker or they're not going to go d1 or d2 they're not going to get a scholarship or they're not going to play for kimberly high in varsity and it pisses them off and they go oh well you know he's not helping my kid get to that next level and they get to those results and that's when they hit the fives right and it's just it's happening in basketball football baseball soccer you name it yeah everywhere so like I said, I'll never say anything bad about a kid. This mes- this message to me goes out to kids and parents and everything, and I've told my kids this as well. Don't, it's not, and I, I actually was going to ask you this. When we were kids, if we were in school and the principal would have called our school or our call, called our home or a teacher would have called home and said, hey, you know, John screwed up at school today or whatever, your parents would have been like, what the hell did you do? Yes. What is your prop? What happened? Yes. And I feel like now we've shifted into a world of like, Self-defense. Where it's like, this teacher hates my kid. Yep. Like, well, well my kid's, no, no, no. My kid's great. Why no, is kid. the teacher's the problem? Right. I'm not, I have not shifted in that world. I know you have not. I can, I know for a fact you have not. No. That's why it's like, I bring up Jameson saying, be better. Like, it's not the coach's fault. Like, I'm, Jameson didn't get a lot of run in Kimberly basketball. That's just the way it is. I told yeah. him, I said, be better. You want to play more than get better. Yeah. It's not that hard to do. Yep. Like I don't I don't know where we ever decided to we, we where we started falling into blaming other people for our kids not becoming the next LeBron or whatever yep. or even in Kimberly's sake the next you know Vandenboom or Chevalier. Like it's a big deal to become those kids are really good Kimberly players, yeah. you know. Vandenboom's at Wisconsin and Chevalier plays basketball at Green Bay, but like so you kids that I coach and I've told you this in the past Go and do work outside of what practice is. Like, you have to earn it. If you are not good at basketball, it's not. I take responsibility for a lot of stuff as a coach. You know, like I've coached you. 
But like, if you want to get better, like better, better, you've got to work on it yourself. Outside. You've got, yes, you've got to do more than what the three hours of Kimberly basketball is. Yep. And parents, you need to understand that that's the same thing. Yep. Like, you need to, if, if you want your kid to be that, then get them there. If they don't want to get there, then maybe that's a love of the game issue. And I'm dealing with that in my own aspect with my kids. It's, you always want to know, make sure your kids are okay. But like, you can't, at some point, kids have to look in the mirror. Parents have to look in the mirror. And, you know, I want, I want, we, we talked, my assistant coach and I have talked a lot about accountability. Like you have to be accountability for accountable for your actions, like mistakes and to getting better. Like we can't do everything for you. We only have three hours a week with you. Yep. You know, so, um, kids, I love you. Please work harder. Do the best you can this year. Have a great year. Attitude, effort, and focus. I've preached those three things to you guys for the last five years. Continued up. Attitude, effort, focus. More importantly, in your downtime, spread bread. Spread Share bread. it. Share it. Like it. You guys are the key to this thing going big. Yep. Right? We're gonna, we'll stop swearing as much. Yeah. But I know, I know some of you guys swear because I've heard you guys swear in Snapchat. You know yeah. who you are. Yep. Uh, but I love you. Uh, and have a great year. I'll be there to watch you guys for sure, no matter what happens. Um, but attitude, effort, focus. Parents, be adults. And let your kids be kids. Let your kids be kids, but also just I don't know. I don't wanna I can't there's so much I wanna say, but I can't because I just wanna be Yeah. It's okay. You know. Hey. Be adults. Look at it from both sides of the fence. Yes. That's really what it is. Yeah. And talk to your kids. You know, make sure everyone's on the same page here. Yes. So that's my, uh, yeah, that was my monologue that ended up late. What else you got? Anything? We good? We done? That, what do you got? Nothing? Enough. Did I finish it off there? No. We'll just save it for this. We'll tease it for next week. We shaving our cat again? No, we're not shaving the cat. Next week, we'll talk about a little game called Ding Dong Ditch. Mmm. Mm-hmm. I heard about this. So, oh. yeah, one of our friends told me. All right. I don't know who it was. Uh, Mike? Was it Mike? Did you tell Mike about it? No. I don't think so. Kashuda? Oh, no. Yeah, I know. Yeah, no, no, I don't no. want you to tell the story tonight. Yeah, no. Right. But Mike, okay. Yes. We'll leave it at that. Okay. Yeah. My, I apologize for taking so much time in this, yeah. but I wanted to get out. I wanted to announce my retirement uh, and tell the kids I love them. I'll be around. I'll watch them play. I'll support them no matter what. I'll support the coaches. Um, I thank you for all the parents uh, with positive comments. I'll leave it at that. Yeah. Anything else? We good? No. That is week four spread and bread. Arrivederci America. By the unintentional. Oh, this is what my friend said today. He thought it was hilarious. He's like, and it's just money. They'll print more. Yeah. He wants that to be your catchphrase. Oh, yeah. And as always, (laughs) it's just money. They'll print more. Have a good night, everyone. Yep. Good luck. Arrivederci America. I must. Uh, I don't want to.